0: You are listening to the Consciously Curious podcast, where we dissect those that are thriving in their field in order to lay down the steps for others to follow. I'm your host, Victor Chan. This show is for those that don't know what they want to do in life or are simply just curious. If you know someone that would be perfect for the show or have a passion you want me to explore, please send it my way. In this episode, Justin Doggett helps me host Chef Logan Sandoval as we break down the world of chef life. We end up in unexpected topics such as parenting, philosophy, and differences between cooking for thousands of people as a banquet chef and cooking with a Michelin star chef. He's been finding his voice through it all and has been killing it in the smoked meats niche by selling his goods in an app called Schmeal. This is the longest episode to date at three hours long. We caught him right before he embarks on a new adventure as a chef in California. Please enjoy our conversation with Logan Sandoval. Yeehoo! Alright, what's up guys? Welcome to another episode of Consciously Curious, where we deep dive into those that are thriving in their passion. On today's episode, we are at La Casa de Chef Logan Sandoval. Right, Thanks, sir. Oh, yeah, and help me co-host and add some color to this conversation. I, you know, part of this is no like I love I love bringing great minds together. Thank you. Is uh, he's returning Justin Duggett from Kyoto Black,
1: <laughs> and he brought me coffee. He brought, yeah, he brought amazing. us some coffee. Anyone that brings me coffee is golden we're, in my book. We're
0: staying hydrated.
2: <laughs>
1: yep, staying nice and hydrated. Staying
0: hydrated. Cheers. Cheers. Um, so welcome, guys. Thank you for having we, me. Yeah, we, we've been kind of going on a, on a rant and side tangent. I, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. I want to get there. Um, but where I want to start is how long, um, and, and you've been all over the country, so how long yeah. have you been doing doing the chef work for?
1: Um, so I've been cooking probably, so I turned 30 today, so I've been cooking for probably like 20 years. And and, and that's a very loose loose, sure. loose, 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 like like thing. I've been cooking for, I would say, 20 years. Been cooking, you know, loosely for fifteen, and cooking professionally for probably like ten. Okay, if that if that, if that, that makes to make sense. total sense.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. cook for yourself first, like. Yeah, you know, you and
3: know. you cook,
1: and you know, growing up in L.A. and having a single mother, you know, and I hate telling the story because it's such a fucking cliche, you know. I have my brother, single mother, mom works long hours. Y'all got to do something other than fucking ramen, right?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, and I actually have like my first like recipe card that I ever made that. For my daughter's first birthday, my mom like laminated and gave to me, and I bawled like a fucking child because I thought it just like disappeared. And my mom had been holding on to it for That's awesome, eons, Aww. for eons, for that for like twenty awesome. years. Yeah, basically. I got something for him. Yeah, and she <laughs> got laminated. And it's like in like, my- and it's like my, it's it's in my like like sixth grade like cursive writing, and it's all nice. And now my shit's all chicken scratch. You can't even like look at it. Um, But yeah, so it started off as that, and it just evolved into something so, so, so much more, because now, you know, I've traveled around a lot, Um, I worked for Hyatt for a long time, that's all I've ever known, Um, the hotel company, and I've worked in, let's see if I can get this straight, so I started in LA, so I went from LA, Columbus, Ohio, Louisville, Kentucky, um, Key West, Dallas, Texas, back to Louisville, Kentucky, Monterey, California, San Diego, California, Chicago, Illinois, and then now back to... Oh, so now I'm at 10. Wow. Um, Yeah, that's that's good good shit, man. And in 10 years. Very...
0: (laughs) Is there a word for the stateside version of worldly?
1: Nomadic. (laughs) Nomadic? That's what it is. You're
0: very nomadic. See, that's...
1: I'm just... I love that guy. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. No, no, and... uh, Yeah, man, the last couple moves haven't been our choice. Uh, When I was in Louisville, Kentucky, where my daughter was born and where I met my wife, um we had nalani and then like a couple months later i was just like yo we need to like dip out you Mm -hmm. know like and and i don't know if you guys is like show gets like political or anything but um so trump got elected oh yeah yeah, however you all feel about him whatever i i get it i don't get it my father voted for him it's okay Mm -hmm. um but after the 2016 election shit got really really weird in kentucky because so kentucky is a place where you're the gateway to the south a lot of people fly that Confederate flag really, really, really hard. Right. And then, like, there's other people who are like me, we are just like, nah, y'all fucking out of your mind. So, some, the big turning point to me was when um, my buddy Jerry Jing, shout out Jerry Jing, he, he's from Korea, immigrant, moved here when he was, like, like eight months old. Like, mm. so, like something ridiculous. Yes, like, yeah. he is American as you, right. me, her, as any of us. And martial arts instructor served in the military, was in the navy, was a medic, like used to like put people's body parts back together and shit in the Gulf War. Walked out to his after homeboy got elected, walked out to his car and was like, there was a and, and you'll get it, man, there was a letter tucked underneath his fucking uh Oh no. The uh the windshield wiper and was like, Go home gook. Yeah, what a coward though.
2: Right? Like, you right. can't even tell him man to his face. Well, like, if you want abso- to hate on him, am like... And
1: also, I mean, he's a martial arts instructor, so, like, you yeah, probably don't like, uh, want that smoke, you yeah. know? But with my wife being Chinese, me being Hawaiian-Japanese, with the last name Sandoval, I was just like, yo, this You're, is, like... like and, like, like, it wasn't like I was scared for anybody, I was like, this isn't par- the part of the country that I'm, like, yeah. comfortable comfortable with, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we would go down to Bowling Green or we'd go to, like, the quarry and stuff, and th- those dudes were, would, like, flag that flag high, you yeah. know? And, it, and it's one of those things where... It's not, you know, I don't know if they know what it means, but it's like, fuck, dude, like, that's like, might as well, like, slap a swastika on your forehead. Like, it's really true. I mean, really, truly, man. Mm -hmm. That's something that, like. I want to think that they just want to be part of something bigger than themselves well then get something better than that right join a fucking knitting club or something yeah. a book club Fuck, right. dude you don't have to fly the fucking
2: group. i just wonder sometimes because i mean that part that that flag if i'm not mistaken is a part of st- some state flags like isn't that
1: a part of the mississippi flag and they're still trying to like diverse that yeah, out. Right? Like, mm, yeah right i mean the hawaiian flag still has like the fucking union jack on it right the right. place that like occupied all the islands for a long fucking time mm. so i wonder
2: like you know what what is the motivation because i mean i've like kind of I try to deep dive into these things yeah, and I find like, oh man, there are like organizations of people who are descendants of Confederate soldiers who fought in the civil war. And I'm, you know, and they're like, oh, you know, this is like Southern pride and this is like honoring our ancestors, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, I don't know where it actually cuts in you know legitimacy in terms of okay you know we're doing this because we're racist versus we're doing this because it's our heritage right right um but i do know that like there is some like overt actions that people take yeah, that are just yeah, way too sure. far like like you know putting signs on people's cars or just like being confrontational with another person
1: because of the way they look right mm-hmm. you know? right mm-hmm. well and i'm here to tell you man i mean you don't see a lot of german people flying the nazi flag yeah and I mean, that's what I kind of like, you know, not, and literally not to get off on... No, I hear you, like, though. Side, I hear you. Like, I hear you, side. though.
2: Yeah, I mean, you don't. And, like, but you know what actually gets me, though, is you do see a lot of people flying that uh, that communist flag, and that
1: bothers me a lot. Man, that's a different world for a different culture. Yeah. And especially, like, you know, with my little girl being Chinese and, like, my mother-in-law being from Hong Kong and stuff, it, and especially with the, the shit that's going on over there right now, it, it's insane to kind of see how people, like, boil down to their roots and who... Really, people kind of are sometimes, and it's wild Ooh. shit going on in Hong Kong. There's wild shit going around the fucking world. Yeah. Know? Actually, speaking of flags, like, did you see in Hong
2: Kong they're actually flying American flags at the protests? In
1: Hong Kong? Oh, Give wow. us yeah. democracy. Yeah. Oh. democracy. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, they're waving the uh, American yeah. flag. at yeah. Anna
1: Anna falls it really, really closely, really closely. So yeah. All so all a, she's big, got family there, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah.
0: Big picture, we still have it really well
1: here. We yeah. we do Absolutely. we do, yeah. Yeah. and and yeah. I'm the fr- I don't know if you guys see my script but I am the biggest freedom fighter keyboard freedom fighter on the face of the planet. <laughs> you know, but no, like it's we do have it really good here. The fact that mm. like, you know, I can raise my daughter the way she wants to. One of the biggest fights I got into with my father in law, he was like, you know, when's she getting baptized? I'm like, she's not mm. And he was like, what? <laughs> was like, nah, she's not getting my, baptized. My buddy,
0: uh his daughter uh or son, sorry, his son was just born like maybe two weeks ago. Mm. And uh his in laws were like, wait, you're circumcising? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's real, sh- dude. Shit, we don't think about. It's it, crazy, I, yeah. there's stuff we don't think about every day. Everything's know? up for grabs now. It's it like, really is, because yeah. then stuff turns into stuff turns into stuff that it shouldn't be, and it people. Shouldn't because, think, yeah.
2: Well, people act like everything's a package deal. It's like you yeah. can't just do, like, the one thing that you want to just do in
1: take isolation. What, take what you want. Yeah. You can, like,
2: yeah. it's life is a la carte. Like, you can just mm. kind of pick what you like from it and then just incorporate that into your own being. That's what makes you you. That's why I like Japan, honestly. That's, like, one of the reasons. Because they, like, keep it real. Like, they will pray and go to all these temples and pray to fertility mm-hmm. gods and all kinds of stuff. Like But, so, bro,
1: you watching hentai on the weekends? That's cool, too. That's t- that's actually, bro, Whatever yes, you want to yeah. do. <laughs> like Whatever you want to fucking do. Yo, bro. they're
2: super open about everything. Like, you can go into 7-Eleven, grab a porno
1: mag, and just read it. Like just read it out, and no one cares. Like they're like, do you? Man, dude, like I read a lot of comic books, and I read a lot of like deep, dark, diving comic books. But like some of that manga will make me blush. <laughs> like I'm not here to fucking lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. It gets crazy. But yeah. um, you know, people act like if you believe X and Y, you must believe Z as well. Right. Uh, and they right try on. to like just lump you into these package deals of like. Uh, you know ideologies and behaviors and stuff and I'm like hey man I just kind of see what's out there and I get a little yeah. taste of this and that and then I just kind of put it in yeah. together
1: in a way that's like it makes sense in a way that's fair to other people mm-hmm. you know yeah. I'm not trying to be unfair exactly. to other people well that's a good point too because you can't I mean everyone has their own outlooks and like just because you know my father-in-law wanted my daughter christened or that's what they call it christened whatever but yeah. it, also at the same time you see how big my gauges are I won't I like when Nalani was born I wouldn't get Nalani's ears pierced because mm. that needs to be her choice. That's her choice. Yeah, that's her choice. Mm-hmm. If she, dude, if she wants to go her whole life and not get her ears pierced, and that's fucking her choice. I have these stones hanging on my face. I'm down with that. That's what my choice was. But if she wants to, like, you know, go to Bible school and she wants to be Catholic or she wants to be Christian or she wants to be Jew- she wants to be Jewish, more power to t- to her. I am. We are as a family, and because our family has been so eclectic and been so intense, like. Why not let your kid... And I'm telling this to you, too, man. Like, why not let your kid just do what they want to do? Mm-hmm. Especially as a young woman. Because in right. this day and age, you need to let these young ladies choose what they're going to do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. not put them in situations. And it's the same reason why, like, you know, I asked them for a kiss. She don't give me a kiss? Then I'm not... That's fine. Oh. That's fucking fine. fine as, yeah. her, as her, we as set those boundaries. As her father. Right. Because, you know, there's a lot of horror stories. There's a lot of really bad stories that we won't get into. But, yeah. you know with families and stuff and you know if my daughter doesn't want to kiss me at the end of the night that is perfectly fine yeah she can make her own choice she doesn't want to give me a hug in the morning she wants mom to take her to the bathroom and not me that is perfectly fucking fine because Mm -hmm. you need to make your own choices you need to develop that own culture in your own head of what you want to do Mm -hmm. if you want to get your ears pierced, if you want to get tattoos if you want to get like you know If you want to stretch your earlobes to the ground, if you want to get fucking tattoos up your face, if you want to get a you know a surgery that makes you a man, that is your choice. And I am not here to tell you no. Mm -hmm. Right. Once again, not to. Yeah, no, I agree, man. I agree. (laughs) Absolutely, I agree. It's 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 interesting, like you know,
2: becoming a parent, like the whole idea of what fathering a person is going to be like. It really makes you think a lot about your obviously your responsibilities your values yeah your values and then like what you want to impart through lessons versus what you want to impart through example and how
0: you yes how you go about doing that yeah yeah because it's like
2: i know for a fact that i can't preach everything i have to like actually practice the majority of what my daughter is going to learn from me
1: yeah and i mean you can't be that person of like you know do as i say not as i do. You know like that we, is not the person cuz we to be. all cuz we yeah. all were all 30ish, you know, yeah. we all grew up like that. Yeah. Like dude, like my mom would be, like practice like she was not about practicing what you preach. My mom was literally like mm-hmm. do what i say not what i do. I'm more
2: like you can do as i do but you'll get what i got. And if that's what you want, that's fine. But if that's not what you want, then
1: don't God, do what man, I Do you write these things down? <laughs> <laughs> you should. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know the philosopher yeah, Justin. Like, <laughs> that's, you know, man, coffee ain't <laughs> the only thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, <laughs>
2: that's you know, because it's funny. Like when I was talking to some buddies about this before, it's I, I was at uh, Metropolitan Brewing. Shout out Metropolitan Brewing because oh, they are oh. the best people
1: oh. ever. Oh. Right? Better we, than y-
2: Kyoto? What's up, better than Kyoto? I'm sorry, what is that? Cairo?
1: Better than Kyoto? Oh.
2: oh, oh, Kyoda, oh. oh. Well, they use my coffee in their
1: beers. Fair enough. Yeah, so,
2: yeah. Oh, it's a beer. Okay. Yeah, bye-bye. yeah, yeah. I, no, no. no. So, yeah. Um. Basically, we were hashing it up. We were trying the new collaboration beer, which you got to go try. It's a new Oktoberfest. It's amazing. Oh, okay. It's got okay. Colombian coffee in there. It's got, like, notes of tiramisu. Really awesome. Selfless promotion. Yeah, right? But um, in any case, though, uh, we were jamming and talking about philosophy. Oh, yeah, man. And how, like... I can't read fiction, for example. That's like one okay. thing about me. Like, if I open like Harry Potter, or whatever, Somebody I cannot le- there's read. There's it.
1: lessons in Harry Potter. There's Re- lessons for Remind sure. Remind me real quick. Nonfiction is the real shit, right? Exactly. Okay. No, yeah, fiction, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's like <laughs> Sorry,
2: use the heuristic to like. We're here out. to get educated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I,
1: mean, I just don't want to sound silly. But um,
2: <laughs> in any case, though, I don't have an appetite for reading fiction. I can consume like. Uh, a tv show or a manga or something like that graphic novel man. but when it comes to reading like a full-out book of fiction no thank you
1: but i got bookshelves dog <laughs> dude <laughs> but take your pick it's so
2: funny though but i can read the most like esoteric philosophy yeah. and not fall asleep oh like i'll read nietzsche and like just be totally into I it i was
1: just about to ask if like that because that's like everyone how everyone like like that's the first part everyone like talks about do you, do you read anyone else man i read th- th- everybody i literally appreciate that it's something it's something like that i've been trying to like get more into and like my buddy blake who came out and stayed with us mind you full-blown vegan is all about like you know animal human relations which we'll we'll get into later when we start talking about like kentucky and stuff and um but like a lot of stuff he talks about you know like the philosophy and learning the mind like there's this thing that at least in my group of people we call the mind's eye Mm -hmm. you know and and it sounds really super silly like you know illuminati No, uh, oh god, that was a fucking one I said No, but it's not. But it's just like having that. How do you put it, man? Third eye, the third eye. Yeah, yeah, it's just that like that that sight beyond sight. The yeah, sort of, the it, sort of moments. Almost like more of awareness. That's actually a really good word to like put on. More of awareness towards like you know people, things, people and things. Mm-hmm. But just like having more awareness towards everything around you, to people's like reactions, to people's mm-hmm. like intensity or like not intensity and that's the same thing that goes into animals everything else around Mm -hmm. you like it's also you know like japanese like kyoto and stuff like talking about shintoism and that kind of thing with everything having a kami you know there's there's so much more to it than we have any realization to Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah it
2: absolutely does you know because it's it's one of those things that can sound a little hokey it it does it, it does it does but like and the the more you go through life the more you just go like okay yeah that's not just something people say it's actually there's something to it Mm. you know right there is a a real connectedness
1: like absolutely and i was for a long time i was a really 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 big proponent for like you know like there's no such thing as fate i'm a big believer in like you know you make your future you make mm. your time you make whatever the choices that you make reflect every single day of your future yeah but the older I get, the more I see, the more I travel, the more, like, places I go to, I see more and more things, like, falling into line. Mm-hmm. And it's harder to kind of, like, believe in that mindset. Really? If that makes sense. You yeah. know, because there, there's been there's been places where I've been at and there's things that I've done and there's things that, I've, like, f- like literally just, like, fallen into my lap where I'm just, like, I don't know how we got here. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how this happened. You know, like, with this, like, Monterey thing or even, like, come out here to Chicago, you know... I, w- I feel as though... But,
0: like, you wouldn't have been ready for it had you not been where you were, right? Like, all these experiences kind of, in a way, indirectly led up to this point. Like, the opportunity presented itself, and you were ready for it.
1: Yeah, that's actually a really, really good point, too, where, yeah, man, I mean, you, bu- like, you build yourself up to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel, I'm a strong believer in, like, you're not ready... If you're not ready for something, it's not going to come to you. Mm-hmm. Whether it's fate, whether it's yourself or anything, like, you need to be very, like... Uh, aware of your, like, level, mm. does that make sense, like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, in absolutely. our family, we talk a lot about, like, levels and stuff, like, you know, yeah. you have, like, a bottom level, where, like, Nalani is, you know, she just wants, you know, fucking fried chicken and french fries, mm-hmm. you know, like, my, my wife just doesn't want to live in Chicago anymore, I am trying to get to a level where I don't have to, like, kill myself, and I just want to, like, smoke meats and, you know, fried chicken, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, so you, you build your levels, and you, and once again, it's gonna sound hokey, but it's, like, you know, like, it's evolving it's Pokemon it's fucking like every other video game we all played as like kids you know you get to that point where you're developing yourself you get that XP Mm -hmm. that's super out. yeah yeah Yeah. but you get that XP you get that to that point where like I feel as though if you're not ready for something in your life it's not gonna come to you but if you are ready
0: well how sad would it be if it was presented to you and you weren't ready
1: but that's how I you know people talk about like you know wrong place wrong time Mm. you know like wrong relationship wrong time in life you know, that's when those things happen. And that's when it gets, like, super deep where you need to prepare yourself for each one of those interactions with every single person you ever meet, mm-hmm. right? Every, that, and that's, like, you developing yourself in every interaction you have with every person. And just like uh, we were talking over text where you are creating a product. Everyone's creating a product at the mm-hmm. end of the day, especially now with social media, Instagram. You know, even doing this, like, offer up shit, trying to, like, sell all this stuff. It's, like, you're creating a persona and, like, a mythos behind yourself to sell these things, to do these things, yeah. mm. you know. Zef Barbecue, Chef Hatco, like, these things, people people don't know my buddy Fred, people don't know me, but they know Zeph Barbecue. Like, they know that, like, I smoke hella meats, mm-hmm. but right. they don't know, like, you know, the struggle or what I do or, like, the fact that I cook for fucking, like, 4,000 people every fucking day.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you do show a lot of behind the scenes. I do,
1: and I and I... Obviously, we all got to do our research. We all look at our, like, you know, competitors, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I see people are very, like, you know, people want to do, like, tutorial videos. But why not see, like, the garbage? Like, why not see, like, the fucking bullshit? Yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like, yeah, it sucks cleaning out a fucking smoker. Like, it does. It <laughs> but fucking... it's
2: important to know how to do it so it can have longevity. And it's like... I Just to know and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, <laughs> dude I know it's up. Like... <sighs> oh, yeah. I'm feeling you, bro. Dude, for real. Because the... The, the, the dirt, the weeds of it all, like the shit that you get your knees skint up on, mm-hmm. that's where you really...
0: But that, it matters. It matters. When you have like dirty lions serving coffee, like that it, matters. It,
2: it, it, not only, it not only does it matter, that's secretly what everyone's looking for. Because oh. that's where all the struggle is. That's where all the hardship, really. that's where the all the... The
0: that's what they look for.
2: You know, that's where the people who are like, why can't I fucking get life together? That's what they're looking for because they don't know how to clean the grill. They don't know how to do the, the shit that sucks. The shit that sucks is what get you there.
3: Hmm.
1: I mean, it's a perfect like. So now in this day and age, like we we're just talking about, like everyone knows how to sous vide. That's a big thing. Everyone yeah. knows like this, that, and the other thing about like you know home cooking. You got Blue Apron. You got all this other bullshit. Yeah, but like you know, like bake me some fucking bread. Mm-hmm. Fry me some chicken. Make me some collard greens. Make like, dude, make me ramen. Boil bones for fucking three days. Like, do the the dirt. Like, yeah. get in there, yeah. fuck. And that's the thing with like smoking meats. Smoky meats is a very very hardcore labor of love like tomorrow when I wake up for my birthday to make these fucking ribs I got to get up at 430 in the morning Wow And to, just to start the fire just to make sure the fire is right Just to make sure the fire is burning correctly to make sure the fucking like the chamber is Seasoned right. It's just I mean tomorrow's gonna be a little bit different because we got the you know the 2.0 up in the Oh, We got to extend it on the the smokestack. We got new fucking thermometers, you know but
2: he's, he's like slowly convincing me like you have to come tomorrow. Man. Yes, <laughs> yes. He's like <laughs> <Come tomorrow. laughs> building it up. <laughs>
1: I'm like, oh god, it sounds like <laughs> it's probably not. It's probably gonna be like that big. It's gonna be like me and my kid and like my cousin. Just like and it, bro, and it's
0: still gonna blow your mind. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, and that's what I try to do, man. And yeah. just like with Smiel and stuff, like, dude, like the the feedback I get on Smiel and like not to like jump around or like I don't know if we want to like keep a a straight line, but like with Smiel, it's like man, like the feedback and the interaction i get is 110 times more valuable than what i get like at work
2: can Mm. you break down what shmeel is real quick
1: so shmeel shout out craig i love you um so this dude craig reached out to me on instagram and he had like god knows how he found me on instagram Mm -hmm. and he had seen that i was doing like smoked meats on my days off and like this and another thing and so he reached out he's like hey do you want to make money and i was like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh <my> do <laughs> we fucking all? Yeah, like that's this guy right here. And he was like, "Why I?" <laughs> he's, <like, "You> mean- <laughs> he's like, you mean counterfeiting? Like, what? <laughs> Are we laundering money? Do you want to sell drugs? Is that what we're doing?" But no, he was, he was, just, he was just like, "Yo, like I, like I create this app. It's a great thing. It's only in Chicago, but we sell home cooked meals out of the front door at like eight bucks a pop. You get seven bucks out of it." I was just like. And so I started doing the research. I started looking into it. And, like, there was these people doing, like, you know, like, three or four meals a day. You know, whatever. So, like, when I started doing the shmiel thing, I was like, nah, fuck that. Like, I'm going to sell 20. I'm going to sell fucking 25. You know, because that's what, like, my training is. That's what I'm built for. Yeah. And so, like, when I started doing it, I was like, well, fucking, what but, uh, like, what, what can't people get? And the cool thing about shmiel is that there's people out there that are doing like like vegan meals they're doing halal meals they're doing you know kosher meals like shit that's tuned into like different cultures and like yeah. different like you can you it's can homemade just, yeah and you just can't like walk into the front door of some restaurant and get that so what's cool about shmiel is the fact that you can get these meals literally cooked by people who were learning this shit from their grandmas from their nonas from their fucking you mm-hmm. know yeah all those people and get it out the fucking front door and that's what's really really cool about shmiel and like they're not paying me or nothing. I just think fucking Schmiel's are really, 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 really cool. And Craig's a really great guy, the, the co-founder. They just do really, really cool shit. And it's it's really exciting for Chicago. But, like, my view on Schmiel was, like, yo, like, I'm, I'm trying to just, like, make, like, beer money. You know, because I was already smoking meats on my days off because it was something that I wanted to learn more about, but it was just something that, like, I had a really weird passion for. It was mm. just something that... You know, smoked meats is a labor, it's, it's a very hard labor. Yeah. Lab. It's mm. a very, very savage labor, especially when you're doing brisket or, or ribs or, like, you know, quarter cows and stuff. And that harks back to, like, my time in Kentucky when I started meeting farmers and I started meeting ranchers. And we really created these, like, relationships that I'll hold with me for the rest of my life. And so, like, I try to drink, bring that over into Shmeal where all my days off I was cooking ribs, I was cooking brisket. And we just had leftovers a month, and like I would just vacuum seal it and freeze it, and we would eat it for like the next mm-hmm. like you know two or three weeks. But now it's like you know like I can shovel this shit off onto people, you mm-hmm. know, and and these people and they fucking love it. Yeah, yeah. they fucking love That's it. That's amazing. Man. Well, they should. I mean, and like in working for a hotel the size that I work for, it's cool and it's great, and you know we get good feedback and like we get the the scores and we get all that stuff and it's awesome but like to literally see comments from people and like I've gotten three catering gigs now out of Schmeel. which is like they're just like yo just like come smoke meats mm-hmm. I'm just like fuck yeah dude you know?
0: your name is now your
1: brand you know that right I know and it's just and it's something I'm trying to dial in right now and I'm tr- like something I'm trying to like, figure out in my life Where what do you mean when you say that just the
0: He's developing his his own personal brand. He's not behind Hyatt anymore. Gotcha. So oh so you're saying like his name is now now people should start associating his name and face to his smoked meats.
1: Yeah, to like Zeph Barbecue. And you know, and that's that's also something in the works and like we talked about Zeph earlier and stuff, but it's like it's something I feel very strongly about. It's something I'm very passionate about because smoked meats is a it's it's a strong labor of love, man. It's it takes a lot, it takes a lot of patience, it takes a lot of just like Ingenuity, obviously, you know, because the shit that I, like, I've built onto the smoker, it doesn't... it. You have to know what you're doing to get to that point. You know, like, yeah, people are throwing shit in Traegers, and, like, I'm not trying to, like, sit here and bash Traegers, whatever. I'm glad you brought up Traeger,
2: because that's, like, everybody's talking about Traeger right now. There's, like, that hype <laughs> train that, uh,
3: ooh, ooh. <laughs> like, hashtag fuck them pellets. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, pellets? What? <laughs> yeah, fuck them pellets. <laughs> no, I mean, and, and there's nothing, and there's... For your, your, your weekend warrior... For your home cook for your for your nona your grandma your your mom your dad whatever like triggers are dope like it really is it makes
2: it takes the 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 hard work out of it
1: it takes the 5 a.m out of it yeah 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 you can literally and like the triggers come with like the the like the the probe that connects to your fucking phone that connects to like the, 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 the thermometer Is yeah, that what you're talking about? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So like when you put the meat on And like you see the, th- the two thermometers The three thermometers right, here right, Like, right. So I know where the temperatures are at In the chamber Right. Like I build the fire here It sucks smoke in That's why I have a huge smoke stack Because then the wind rolls through uh-huh. And the wind naturally pulls it through Because of the way the chamber is shaped okay. yeah. yeah So I mean it's the same thing With roasting coffee beans the same thing with like Building fires and stuff Um. But with the Traeger It's just like you know It's, it's literally like Set it and forget it I call them, like, easy bake ovens mm-hmm. because there's, like I said, the weekend warriors, those people are doing that kind of thing, and it, and it's great. The fact that we're getting more publicity and more push towards smoked meats is a great thing because I feel like everyone should know how to cook with fire, mm. and that's going to sound, like, hella weird being in this time and age where it's, like, you know, Uber Eats, and that's why, like, I'm so fucking behind Schmiel too, because, yeah. Schmiel, you're getting home-cooked meals. Like, you were getting home- the same meal that people... Cook for their families. You're getting out the back door, mm. and and it's great. And like don't get me wrong, like seven bucks ain't a lot of money. It's really not. And especially when, like when you factor in food costs and like you know, if you want to take an. Food consideration.
2: is expensive, man. Fuck
1: yeah, it is. And if you want to get good food, it's really cool. that's the thing, man. I ain't going. What if you went to the but you would go to the butcher shop? Fuck yeah, dude, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, there there you you shout know. out Mercados. Yeah. No, yeah. Single, sir. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, and they're. They're basically getting a part of your deal, you know, because you're like, you, you'll, you'll get a hookup with like, you know, a person you know who's a butcher. Like, hey, you know, I'm getting X amount of pounds of meat, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They get they get to tack on to that. You know, I heard that the the guaranteed way to eat healthy is to make sure that there's a human cooking your food. Because if it's not made by a person, it's gonna be loaded up with salt. It's gonna be loaded up with all
1: kinds of oils that are bad for you. That's just made by machines, man. I mean, that's the same, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love a Whopper. I love a fuck. I'm not, and like, as a professional. Chicken sandwich? Yeah, dude. (laughs) The pop. Bro, Bro,
2: I was an early adopter of that chicken sandwich, by the way. I know, before the fucking wave, dude. Before the hype, like, a month before the hype, I was letting them know. I was like, dude, get that fucking chicken sandwich now. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Fuck y'all's couches. I was going to this Popeye's right here. <laughs> Me too. Getting fucking chicken sandwiches. <laughs> Me too, dude. Because not I mean, not to be used on, you know, um the roost. Roost makes really good fried chicken. Right, right, but right, their right. fried chicken sandwich sucks. And the only reason it sucks is because it <laughs> they, they don't toast their buns. That's that, it. That's oh, really that's it, <laughs> man. That's it. all it fucking has to do. Yeah. And I've left Yelp reviews, I've written emails, just toast like it. just toast your just fucking toast buns, yeah, man. That's such a crucial part of it. So but their fried chickens. I mean, the roost does fucking God's work. Yo,
2: I just want to let people know that there is levels to... Now that I'm like af- able to officially say this on record, there are levels to the pot pie chicken sandwich when it's back in stock. Do not get it with the mayonnaise on it, okay? Just get it with pickles and pickles then put bread. hot sauce on it. Yeah, that's all you fucking That's all about. you have to do. If you put the mayonnaise on it, you ruined the sandwich. I'm sorry.
1: Because you got... I mean... Harking back to, like, you know, the the history of, like, you know, Zapp, Barbie, Hawaii, whatever. Um, so, I lived in Kentucky for four years, and I moved down there in 2013, and I was there to 2017. I got in a little trouble with the law, had to stay there, couldn't leave the state. So, like, there's a lot of chefs that talk about having their bones made in, like, you know, Paris. There's a lot of chefs that talk about, like, their, like we do it, like, my bones were made in San Francisco. I trained fucking in Chicago. I trained in, like, New York. Nah, dog, like, my bones were made in fucking Louisville, Kentucky. Mm. And there's not a lot of people that can say that. So my big, like, reason why I love smoked meats and the reason why I like that type of food is when I was living in Louisville, Kentucky, you know, I'd only been living in the Midwest for a year and a half, like, fresh out of L.A., just, like, you know, literally looking the way I look right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And so we got this chicken recipe, and they just reconcepted the restaurant, and we got this fried chicken recipe from the dude, Melvin. Melvin was a cafeteria cook. Dude was, like, when I met, I mean, rest in peace, he's dead now, Mm. but when I met him, he was, like, 81, right? And when we got his recipe, he was telling me that he had gotten it from his mother who had gotten it from his grandmother Mm. who had moved here from South Carolina and who had moved out of the slave trade to, like, like, to get out. Because you got to remember, for as much as, like, we were just talking about, like, the flags and stuff, Kentucky was a fucking northern state, Mm. I'm here to tell you. Mm. As the gateway to the South, it was fucking blue. It was blue, right? Blue yes. was, yeah. Yes. Blue, blue, It was blue as fucking the day is long, man. Mm-hmm. And so that's where people get a lot of misconceptions. But it still is the gateway to the South. And then you hit, like, you know, everything else. You get Georgia. You get, like, Alabama. You get all those, like, deep, deep states.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But talking to this guy, Melvin, and really, really taking into consideration and really appreciating what he's giving to you, it, it took it took a lot out of me man it, it took a lot of conversations and like to him to kind of just like let it go and i asked him a fucking million times man do you want do you like do you want money do you want like do you want to be because we were fucking well like i'll crescendo into this other conversation but i was like do you want to get paid for you? he's like no no i'm just trying to pass it on mm-hmm. i'm just i'm just trying to give the things that were given to me to someone else mm. it doesn't matter if you're fucking black if you're white if you're hawaiian if you're chinese it doesn't just f- respect it just respect it and the and like i have carried that recipe my entire fucking life and in 2015 and 2016 i won back-to-back championship of fried chicken in kentucky against the fucking colonel against fucking popeyes against like 18 other fucking restaurants and i still have that shit hanging in my fucking apartment mm-hmm. because that shit's more important to me than the you know the stages the michelin star work you know, I work for at Stoneflower right now, which is great, it's awesome. We sous vide a lot of stuff. I fucking cook for 4,000, 5,000 people every fucking day. But there are certain recipes and there's certain things that are given to you you need respect and you need to cherish that, you need to love it. You, you need to love it. Mm-hmm. And not make it better, because there's certain ways we can make it better, there's certain things we can do with it, but that fried chicken recipe to me is immensely more than a lot of the other things that I've picked up in my time as a chef. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy when people talk about that because everyone asks the chef like, you know, the same question. Oh, you know, like what would, yeah, I mean, how many like would you want to open up a restaurant on the beach? Would you want to like use tweezers or foam? Like, nah, dog. Like, I'm trying to smoke fucking meats and fucking yeah. fried chicken. Yeah. I'm trying to make collard greens and fucking mashed potatoes. You know, because that's what I'm passionate about. That's what I like cooking. Mm. You know, so it's it's a it's a very it's a it's a it's a very weird like spectrum with. You know, having that Michelin star training and having that, like, classical training, but then just being like, yo, like, I just really like fucking frying chicken. Yeah. And one of the things that made it important to me was, um, so every Sunday, and it, star- and it started only as, like, a couple ladies, right, and these, like, older black women would come in after church. And they would be dressed literally head to toe into like their Sunday best, and it was and it was dude, and it was nice great. Nice hats. Yeah, and dude, in Kentucky, the hats. The hat game is on a different level, <laughs> bro. The hats, it is. Like balls it on them. It is Ribbons. insane. Some of those hats are like fucking yeah. thousands of dollars, man. Yeah. Yeah, man.
2: The hat game is a whole yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet there's man. a I bet there's a whole subculture of just flipping hats.
1: Oh, yeah. oh, I'm, oh, dude, I'm sure because like, during the derby, when we would be down there, man, dude, uh, those hats that were sold in the lobby in the Hyatt were. Dude, two thousand, three thousand dollars, man. Yeah, it's it's insane. The it's that game's crazy. Man, if you guys can ever make it down to Louisville, I know it doesn't sound like anything, like, so, but I'm Louisville, interested. Louisville's <laughs> fucking cool, man. It, it's a really, really cool place. I mean, my daughter will always and forever be from there because she was born at U of L fucking university. You know, my daughter's from Kentucky and always from Kentucky, but we started. You know, it just started this thing on Sunday. So in the like the chef's world, I would get like my fresh chicken like Monday morning. So if Sundays were like the big push to like get rid of like. I hate to say it, but like the old chicken, Mm -hmm. you're sitting on like, you know, 15, 20, 30 pounds of like, you know, this chicken that needs to be fried. You got to get rid of it. Otherwise it's going to go in the fucking trash. Uh I mean, we would put it in the cafeteria and we would do other things, you know, Melvin in the cafeteria and stuff. But I mean, like you want to sell it though. Like you want to make that money. You want to make sure you still get that fucking like that, that dime at the end of the day. So these, it started with like two ladies coming in, came in, had fried chicken, fucking loved it. Went back, you know, the next weekend was like eight ladies. Loved it, came back, you know. Next weekend it was like 16 ladies, 20 ladies. And like, fuck dude, like Fridays became like one of my busiest days, mm. you know. And it wasn't Friday or Saturday or like, you know, the Tuesdays or anything. It was like, you know, fucking Sundays were like popping. And like, I, I started having to come in early to get ready for like lunch service. Cause these ladies were getting off out of church mm. and like rolling in. And I think we ended up capping at like 80 ladies at the end of the day. And when it finally got big enough, and we started doing promotions and stuff, if you bring in, like, your minister, like, minister eats for free, everyone else gets, like, 15% off. And it, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those, like, uh... That's so smart. Yeah, but, but it's, it's like, one of those, um, not microchondria, but it's, like, well, it's, like, an ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like, I yeah. have to sell yeah. yes, it. Cosm, microcosm, yeah. Yes, microcosm, microcosm. But it's, like, it's one of those things where, like, I need to sell this chicken, I need to get it out of this restaurant, like, how do we do that? And so dude, we were banging for like weekends, man. And it and it was dope too because they were cool customers. They mm-hmm. weren't they weren't fucking crazy. They weren't like crying. And like working in hotels, you get a lot of mixed bags of people. Yeah, I could
2: see like starting to hack the culture a little bit and like pass around a collection drive. Like, I'm, I'm joking. Oh
3: dude. <laughs> <laughs> I shit you not,
1: man. I shit you not. So finally one day, I mean we were probably like five or six weeks into it and we were just like slaying fried chicken it was and it was great man because like sunday mornings were like my fucking bad days because we always got crushed with everyone checking out and, like, it was only, like, a 150-seat restaurant. I only had, like, two cooks. Everywhere. It was just... It was a fucking shit show. But then these ladies would come in, and they would fucking love the food. And yeah. you would just, like, leave on just, like, that high, man. You're yeah. just fucking, like... You not, don't have to go stupid crazy. No! All you have to do is just, like, make the classics really well. Fuck, dog. You're not... I'm not using tweezers. I'm not making phones. You're not, like... Yeah. I'm yeah. not sous yeah, anything. Yeah, I'm just like, fucking oh, here's, frying here's chicken. A, here's a espuma. Uh, <laughs> like, you know what a espuma is. I appreciate you. But the... So, finally, you know, a couple weeks later, they finally, like, they, they asked like, see the chef. They were just, like, you know, like, I, like you know, like, let's uh, fucking meet the chef, you know. So, like, cool, whatever. Like, they came back and they're just like, hey, like, you know, these ladies, they, they, they want to meet the chef. They, you know, they want to see who's cooking their food and shit. So, I was just like, cool, dope. So, you know, I take out my apron and I fucking, you know, dress myself down. And I walk out there. Walk out there, man, and, like, everyone's, like, chatting and bullshitting and everything. And, like, dude, like, I remember the first, like, I remember walking out and seeing, like, the first lady look at me. And then like the second lady looked at me, and then like the third lady looked at me, and it just it was just like this like this like wave across like the room and everyone was just like super quiet and they were just like looking at me and I shit you know, what? dude. This lady was in a big purple hat. You ain't black? I'm like, no, no. I'm like, no, ma'am, no. I'm 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 not. She's like where are you learn to cook them greens? It's like just research you know because it was just like fuck man it was just such a mind blowing moment where it was just like they expected because like after talking about this stuff they expected like some like little like, black lady to like roll out of the yeah, fucking yeah, kitchen yeah. and just like cooking the soul food this like deep southern food and it was like no nah, I was just like you know like I'm just like this white kid out of LA that just did the research put took the fucking steps to make sure it doesn't matter if you're selling fried chicken or ramen or anything else like if you take the steps and you put the work and you put the love yeah. into that product you're gonna reach everyone, man, and that's what the whole cool thing about cooking is. It, it is. It, it is. Yeah. And like that's with like smoking meats and like frying chicken, because those fried chicken dishes, I mean, th- that's a twenty-five minute dish. And we told people it was all in the fucking menu. Like you gotta wait twenty-five minutes. You gotta again, wait yeah. fucking twenty-five yeah. minutes for those fried chicken. Fresh. Fresh. But but
2: question, because we- so greens are a passion of mine.
1: Bruh. So
2: <laughs> I I have a quick question. <laughs> Which direction of because you know when it comes to like you know authentic greens there is like really two core recipes that you can go in terms of the direction so did you go with the like the smoked meat base as as, as the flavor you know like on top of the greens or did you go with the coconut milk which ones which
1: yeah I mean do you see this thing you know <laughs> <laughs> which, which what was it? What was, it what was it? What was this? Uh, ham, salt, hocks. Salt, ham hocks. I was gonna All say, day. was it salt pork or? Yeah, yeah. And we did the thing where like you had the ham hock, and instead of just like throwing them in, we we would uh, we'd score them. Okay. So after you boil them, and like I mean, we we I mean, we dialed that thing in, man. And you gotta think in in, yeah. in, a, in a hotel. I mean, we do a lot bigger shit here than ever in Louisville. But we had like a 120 gallon kettle that wow. we would just like cook shit in. So literally, you would just add your and dude, there was a process, man, and the. Recipe is still there um, and they're called Los Angeles Greens mm-hmm. because that's I was like dude I'm leaving something fucking behind because mm-hmm. like he, you want that thread to be there yeah, like, the you, yeah. yeah. you know and it's just like and it creates like because it dude when I started there there was people that had been working there for like 20-25 years and there's still going to be people working there for the next 20-25 years and I just I want people to know like yeah this kid came out of California not knowing anything about soul food about fried chicken about anything fucking else and did the damn thing and like did the research and sat down at night and like looked up recipes and tasted shit and decided why chicken base works better than fucking chicken stock Mm -hmm. why you know ham hocks works better than fucking actual ham why these greens (laughs) that we get from bowling green and these other greens we get from fucking Cincinnati taste different because that's, that's what I'm about, man. Because if you're not going to try to put 100% into it, then why the fuck are you doing it? Yeah. That's the point,
3: yeah.
1: That's, and that's what I try to explain to everyone, man. Like, if you're not... if, Like, say, making coffee, making podcasts, you know, whatever, man. If, if you're not dumping 100% into what you're doing... Dude, why the fuck are you doing it? Yeah. Mm. You, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, if you're putting, like, actual ham into your greens instead of ham hocks, like...
2: <laughs> no, I'll, awesome. I'll, I'll personally come and slap you. <laughs> oh, dude. And that, like... <laughs> oh, and oh, that, like, Genio
1: oh, fucking, like, just bulk. I'm done. Because <laughs> you've worked in this shit. You know oh exactly God, what I'm yeah, talking about. That dude, shit's like I'll, exactly I'll back and this shit. I'll personally slap you. <laughs> but no, what, I'll never forget, man. I was working at Stoneflower with uh, Jacob... uh, uh hop. Yeah, man. Yeah, Whatever. I mean, everyone's got their own opinion. I'm it is the, what it is, man. Love you. Like I'm here to tell you, love the fucking dude to death. Work for him. We'll work for him for fucking free. I'll give a shit what his things were in his past, what yeah. he fucking done. But I'm here to tell you, like as a chef and as a person now, great fucking guy, great fucking thing. But yeah. I. But when he first started opening up Stoneflower, um, I went into stage as like a 29 year old. You know, like, cause I, like I reached out to him on Instagram. I was just like, yo, like. I have a lot of respect for you. I don't give a fuck what your like, you know. Headlines say, like, I see what you've done. I see your recipes. I see what you do on like social media. So like, I want to be like part of that. And he he like didn't message me back for like weeks. And I was just like, okay, whatever, you know. And literally, like two days before the event, he reached out. He's like, hey, are you still? There? I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. I'll show up. And, like, there was supposed to be, like, I think, like three or four of us, and only, like, two of us showed up. And this mm. kid, like, rolled up from freaking uh, Atlanta. Wow, oh, no way. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, no matter what that dude did, and there's a lot of the bullshit on the side. Can you give me? I don't know. I have no idea who this dude is. I don't know if we want to. Oh, we don't have to. I mean, yeah. we don't have yeah. to.
0: I mean, everyone. But is, he, is he, like, a Michelin star, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that, that gives yeah. enough perspective. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. But he had some, like, shit go down with 42 Grams and, like, you know, right. with this old lady and stuff. There's a lot of stuff, and pick and choose what you'll take. I fucking love the man, great guy, you know, I really still think he should have gone out to fucking L.A. when he could have, but... He should have uh, dipped, like,
2: yeah. I mean, he's got this crazy intensity, man, like...
1: Dude, you don't fucking know, man. It's rare and, to find like,
0: that,
3: right?
1: No, man, and, like, to be side, this... Like, so, like, with the story, this guy, this kid came out from Atlanta, but like, he also had, like, catch a, uh, like, a flight, so we were there the first day, we were prepping, we were doing the damn thing, and, like, you think, you know, you're... 29 30 you know been in the industry for 15 years you got like hella you know resume or whatever but Mm -hmm. did you roll into a mission star fucking kitchen and it's not like you know because i went and staged at oriole and then i went and staged at uh fuck it always escapes me but it was they weren't they weren't great experiences Mm -hmm. they weren't you get pushed into a corner like yeah you refill the nitrogen you do whatever you got to fucking do you know you're you're peeling potatoes, like are at the bottom about. of the yeah. bottom. But man, when I showed up at fucking Stoneflower, it was like, yo, like him and I were like, yeah. Well, like, Jake is like, he's always in these small places, so you're working right next to him. Yeah, like we're the same, on the same
2: level. Yeah, you're right next to him. Huh?
1: Okay. you can give me a speech?
3: Huh? <laughs>
1: That's okay, right?
0: Oh, yeah. We're all about love here on this show.
1: Yeah, dude. Yeah. Keep it
2: going full circle. That's how we make more of us. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. We need more
0: good people. That though. circle of
1: life, baby. Yeah. Love you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hashtag love life. <laughs> but, oh, um, so showing up at Stoneflower was great because it was literally just, like, just the three of us. And that was, and that was it. And we had, like, the dinner to go on and everything. And then... That's what? a PhD in, in food, by the way. Why like,
3: was he so
0: short-staffed?
1: People, that's just the nature of the beast and all of that man. that's be, just the people, beast and, man Uh-oh. i mean i mean don't put on the like podcast but like people don't want to work for him because like him and his old lady owned 42 grams together and there was like a falling out basically. there was a there was a bad fall yeah. and there was a netflix talk you can read about it if you yeah. want to really know like and eater man dude that's why i don't even tag eater anymore but like eater that's, chewed him the fuck up yeah and I mean, they had no fucking right either because they don't know what the fuck went on they don't and I'm, I'm not trying to get into like other bullshit and stuff but dude Jacob just doesn't He doesn't get the love That he fucking deserves Because he is a still a great chef He's still a great person And It's just He made one bad choice That we've all made You know We've all been in dark places We've yeah. all been deep Into fucking the wrong I mean his thing. bad choice Was a really bad choice But Big facts that's, and, that's, That can't be denied Well and it's funny too Because then like Like I said like Not for, for Podcasts or anything But Anna Was talking to these Like chefs Who had come into uh, Ramen salon At her work one night and they were, like, well, they were talking about like, just, like, you know, restaurants opening and closing, whatever. And someone had, like, brought up, like, uh, Stone Flower, And, like, Anna was, like, yeah, like, my, my, my husband goes in, um, Stages for him. She shouldn't have the- said that, but. Yeah. And so they, they didn't tip her shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, like, w- literally when she said that, they were just, like, oh. Yeah, she shouldn't have oh, said that. No. Yeah. And, and, and I get it. and I, I mean, it is what it is, but you It know, is shit. what it is. But at the same time, like, if I go in stage at Alinea... I'm going to be put in a corner, and I'm going to be pouring fucking liquid nitrogen for fucking nine hours.
2: But you're also going to be, like, one of 20 other chefs. Stages.
1: Yeah. So when I rolled into fucking Stoneflower and there was two of us, it was like, bro, like, he literally brought me a fucking this, like, pork saddle and was like, hey, can you fabricate this? I was like, I mean, I can, (laughs) but not... Not, not to two Michelin star standard, <laughs> so it was just it was a he was like okay well just do fucking this do this this and I was just like all right I got you there we cut it down this other guy Remy was with us but so Remy had to catch a flight back to Atlanta and dip out early and the first seating there was only like three people our second seating had like fucking like 18 and so it was just literally me and Jacob like just fucking like banging That's so cool and like That's dude dope. and it wow. was and it was like and the fact that he would like turn to me and, like taste this, and I was just like, okay, cool. That's like, would, so dope. But I would taste he, it, and he wanted like, your opinion. Like, it's just yes. dude. And like when he asked for my opinion, I was just like, <laughs> okay, bro, that's yo. I was like,
2: I can't. That's the same feeling I had when I was tasting. Uh, I was tasting steelhead with Ackett's. I was sitting there, we were we were eating steelhead, and he's like asking me my opinion. And I'm like,
1: what? Oh no, man, <laughs> what you you actually want my opinion on this? And like people, and what he like I said, like, he made decisions that he made and shit. But like. To be rubbing elbows with, you know, Jacob is... Like, he, you can't take the... You, yeah. He's a two Michelin star chef. He's
3: undeniable. There's only,
1: like, 80 of them in the fucking yeah. country. Yeah, he's mm. undeniable. You know, be- below that, here, in Ch- here, literally in Chicago, was Grace and fucking Alenia. Grace is gone. Grace gone. But he coming back, though. Yeah.
2: Ooh. We'll see what that... Man, that's gonna be dope. Duffy got...
1: Dude, yeah, man, yeah. He's, he's gonna be G. doing some shit. He's dude, that dude's a fucking gangster, yeah. man. Yo,
2: dude, you ever kick with Michael Carlson?
1: No, no. I. I mean, I need to. I need to. Carlson's
2: the man. He's man, my favorite. Man, he's my absolute favorite. I stashed in
1: their kitchen one day. <sighs> Dude. Dude, they are crazy. It's it's intense, man. And like when you, cause yeah, I think like where I work at, we cook for, thou- like thousands, man. Like we're doing thousands and thousands. Like you know, like the business day I've ever saw, was deep into like maybe like, like June, like early June, like late May, and it was one of those things where like. In the total of the day, between lunch, breakfast, the outlets, um, you know, like like everything, we were feeding like twelve thousand people on a daily basis. Like, and it was just like over, and that's not counting like the employee cafeteria either. So to literally going from like feeding twelve thousand to like feeding twelve, but it's like thirty courses. It's mm-hmm. it's insane, and that was the reason why I reached out to Jacob, and that was one of the reasons why like you know I reached out to like Noah Sandoval at Orioles and stuff because. Coming into a place like the Hyatt Regency Chicago, dude, we just we just fucking turn and burn, man. Yeah. We just we just, we just grind, yeah. that, And that's the whole that's the whole point of it. Like, you turn and burn through people too, like shit. No, no, I'm here to fuck. I love you to death, but I'm here to tell you you're wrong. About half of my staff is old enough to be my grandfather.
0: Really?
2: At the I guess with the C. hotel
1: game, it's different man and
2: those the hotel uni- game is different
1: man those unions yeah are i was gonna say fierce. the unions yeah because they're i you know i've never fierce, worked in like man.
2: a union environment so that's different huh. like man. in the actual hotel or not the uh hotel but the actual like food industry game you turn through people like crazy oh yeah, yeah
1: like standalone restaurant yeah yeah yeah, yeah like yeah, you, yeah, you
2: turn yeah. and burn through people like crazy like yeah. you just like don't even make friends for like the
1: first month but like we were but like going back to like the beginning of our conversation where we were talking about it's so hard to find good help now yeah it's like people just dip because it's just like like, like, fuck this. Quality like, of life. Yeah, and like, I don't, I don't have to deal with this. I mean, mm. It's a big reason why we're going back to Monterey. Because I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, I can go surfing every day. You know, I can go up to Santa Cruz. I can go down to Morro Bay. I can go up to fucking Half Moon Bay and go surfing. Um, I spend more time with my daughter. You yeah. know, it's, yeah. so it's just, it's just, it's a different... And in Monterey, I'm not, you know, spending an hour on the train every day. Yeah. Which I love. Don't give me fucking I fucking love that, dude, because that's where all my... Your
0: Chicago snaps are pretty, pretty cool.
1: I, f- <laughs> dude, and it's funny, too, because, like, I am so appreciative when people say that shit yeah. because when I post them sometimes, I feel super silly because I'm just, like... You gotta think for doors. I fucking love doors. I love the train. <laughs> I fucking... Dude, I really... I for design. I really, really, really... Really like Chicago aesthetics. I, yeah. yeah, and and I really like, and I think it also like harks back to like being a chef. Where like I like, like, I mean, there's mise en place. Everyone knows what fucking mise en place is. Right. Everything right. in their place right. at the same time. Yeah. Like, there needs to be things. You're giving in, a reason to it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And that's like you know that's what we all need to do because mm. it, like I said like if you're not if you're not dumping every like in something into what you consider your passion because the fact that I've moved across the country, and I've seen a lot of things, I've met a lot of people. You meet people who are just like, "Fuck, man!" You're just like, "Dude, if I could just like bottle an ounce of your passion, of like how you're fucking." And these are kids that are just like working in like heights and stuff. I'm mm. like, you have no clue what's going on in Chicago or New York or fucking San Francisco mm. or, or Paris. Yeah. You know, if you could just like bottle that for a second, but then you meet like you know my entire staff who are old enough to be my grandfathers, who are just like fuck this man I, that, ain't, that ain't my job I swear to god if I hear one more fucking person tell me wow. that if it's not their fucking job oh. and that shit fucking that it,
0: gets to you yeah
1: oh dude man and especially trying to be passionate and trying to and be then,
0: and then they're protected by the union
1: so it's like fuck yeah they yeah, are man right. they unions are, pre- are funny man Yeah,
2: unions are very funny unions,
1: pros and cons and, and, like, right. yeah. and like I tell people like unions were made back in a day when they were needed Especially here in Chicago, especially in places like New York, especially places in like San Francisco where they were working kids to death, where they were fucking working 90, 90 year old people to death. Like people needed someone to step in and be like, hey, yo, you can't fucking pay this guy a quarter an hour. You just fucking can't. But now, you know, the script switches and it's like, how much more quarters can I get? out of this than the core they were originally fucking giving me. And it's Mm -hmm. just, like, dudes have been... Entitlement. Yeah, and dudes have been dialed in, and dudes have been, like, you know, running the system for the past 20, 25 years, Mm. and they just know how to play it, man. And like I said, like, if I I fucking hear one more person tell me it's not my job, like... And it's interesting that it's coming from the 90-year-olds, because usually they they grew
0: up in a a culture where they appreciate the hard work.
1: Yeah. I know. I mean, people get... I have, a, I have a group chat on Instagram through this other dude, and it was it was literally talking about, like, unionizing chefs. Because there are a lot of chefs in the country that need those things. They mm-hmm. need health care. They need fucking dental care. They need yeah. people to talk to, man. Like, we, our industry has one of the highest suicide rates in the, in the fucking huge, the big thing of it. Yeah. Not everyone has a beautiful wife and a fucking kid to come home to. Mm-hmm. You know, not everyone has It's so insurance. hard to maintain that. Not, yeah, and, and not everyone has, like, you know, not everyone works the fucking 10-hour shifts, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and even, like, and like I said, like, going back to Stoneflower. Like, Stoneflower's a great place to work. Mm-hmm. Jacob's great. The fucking people you work with are great. Not all those restaurants are like that. Like, I'm sure you guys know Charlie, Charlie Trotter yeah, and, like, his the legacy. Whole... Dude, Cats wrote a whole fucking chapter in his he, autobiography. Yeah, yeah, about, right. That, yeah. They about a how on him. piece of a fucking shit he was. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't like talking about
2: people who are dead, but... Well, I mean, you know, there's the question of how much of that was, like... You know, obviously, a certain of the portion of that was just his personality, but then also he had like a, a brain tumor, and you know that changes people. Too. True, 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 true. So true, I don't true. know. I mean, sometimes I forget about it's that. Not un- it's not unheard of, though, for chefs to be like uh, psychopaths. Like no. that's not unheard of.
1: <laughs> uh, no, I mean it's the truth. And yeah. My wife even said that too, like going back to Monterey, she was just like, you know, you know, you're gonna have to like, you know, like dial it down a little bit. I was like, whatever. Yeah, I was like, what the hey, fuck hey, whatever. Was She's like, like-, <laughs> like, no, like Chicago was like changed you. I was like, shut like, fuck off. Like, you know, it's not, it's, I'm like, I'm not even about that. I'm like, I'm the same person I've always been. And then so I interviewed with the general manager in Monterey and I interviewed with the executive chef. And then I know the general manager really well. We worked together before, like him and I are really close. And then he had reached out to me like the day after, and he was like, "Hey, you got time to talk?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. Like, I always got time for Kevin Ellis, man. Canadian, smartly dressed, twenty four seven, like really deep baritone, sexy voice. Mm, like, mm. just a like salt and pepper, just oh, like just
0: silver fox. Yeah, dude. I wish I had a baritone voice. God, man. I want, I want some. And like when he
1: and when he speaks to you, you listen. He has one of those personalities where like he speaks, and people are just like, "Yes, Mister Ellis. you know." And so he called me. He's like, hey, like, you know, what are you doing? I'm just, like, bullshitting around. He's like, can I talk to you for a i I'm like, yeah, yeah, man. And he's like, no, like, as, like, a friend. And I was like, yeah, sure. That's I weird to yeah, be friends. <laughs> and he <laughs> was like, look, like, you know, I know you're coming out here. I know you're taking the job and everything. But you, when you get out here, you're going to have to, like, kind of, like, you know, chill the fuck out. And I was like, whoa, what? He's like, the person I talked to in the interview yesterday is not the same person I worked with three years ago. And I was like okay, you know, like, I get that, but what do you mean? He's like, you know, I worked in Chicago, people worked in Chicago. He's like, I know you're a California boy, but between your passion and between Chicago, that, pres- that shit presses people into a different type of person. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, still not, like, getting it, still not, like, receiving it and everything. He's like, Logan, you're moving back to a coastal town of 35,000 people. He's like, just you talking about taking the train yesterday gave me anxiety. <sighs> And I was like, well, yeah, like, I usually have to fight homeless people, like, people pull fucking, uh, like, scissors on me and shit, like, and he's like, yeah, like, coming back to Monterey, you're really gonna have to take a step back and look at the bigger picture and be the person you need to be for not just you, but for your daughter and for your wife and just, like, calm down. Mm -hmm. And I've lived my life so... Like, I've lived so long just trying to be 100% all the fucking time.
2: Yeah, it's kind of funny because
1: I hear him basically telling you to not live on the surface as you live on the inside. Yeah, man. Because, I mean, being in Chicago and, and like, being part of this culture and, like, being, like, you know, like, just for example, like, catching a train every day. That's tough shit. You Mm -hmm. know, you do, and you miss the train. I'm fucking, like, like punching the windows and shit. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's one of those things, like, Chicago will change you as a person and you just can't hold true to that. And I I know y'all are from here. And so it's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And like coming from an island culture and coming from a California culture, you have to take that step back and be like, fuck, man, like, it's okay to just be like, it's okay to just be okay. Of course. (laughs) Well, it took me a long, long, but no, it took me a long, I wonder what he means,
0: like if he means that you can still be a hundred percent passionate, but, um, but, but like Kate, like narrow it into a smaller demographic.
1: I think he doesn't want me to chase people out of the
2: kitchen.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He,
2: basically, he wants him to, to accept
1: that kind of like eh, that everyone
0: know. doesn't have to be on the same level <laughs> as you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, oh. And it's okay. And
1: it's okay to just like be okay, because I mean, like, being huh. getting the promotion and getting like you know the raise. Like I'm gonna, like I'm walking in there expecting ugh, you know because we're going through like a uh, a restaurant renovation. Like they don't yeah. have a lot of like culinary direction, so it's like it's gonna be kind of like my restaurant where it's like. You know, I don't wanna be like, you know, Noah Sandoval. I don't wanna be like Jacob. I just wanna be Logan. you, you know, and yeah, it's okay yeah. and it's okay to just like yes. it's okay to go surfing in the morning. You don't have yeah. to be there at five A. M. Like, yeah, we're gonna have to get the smoker going, but right. you know, it's okay to dip out. Like those things will take care of yourself and to trust people. Yes. You know, and trust your employees, which I have a really hard time doing right now because they're all fucking garbage. Yeah. So like going back to that situation, it like like I said, like like Anna told me one night, it's like it's okay being okay. Yeah. I think
0: I think when they see how chill you are, they'll be as chill. And, like, they'll trust in your, you I mean, you know. I'm chill
1: right now because I'm, like, two beers deep. And, mm-hmm. you know, like. You know, you can, you can kind of
2: fill in the gaps and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong on this. But here's, you know, to kind of tie it together because I know, you know, you follow Gary Vee and you're into the whole thing. And, right, right, right. you know, Gary Vee will talk about how, you know, you might be an A player. And there's, like, going to be a certain percentage of your squad that's going to be also A players. Those people are going to leave. They're You know, A players are just not going Because they're gonna, meant to go do their own thing. They're just thing. not going to But, as, work for but you. as they should. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as that's, they and that's should. important. That's important yeah, for them yeah. to do that. And you got B players, C players, D players. And it's like when you get a certain uh, size of company or if you get a certain culture, like if it's corporate, that kind of thing. Yeah, Like, man. you have to allow a certain amount of C and D players to just exist just to fill roles. Yeah. And I mean, it'll that's, create yeah, friction that's bullshit. That, yeah. between the creative... And the management, where they're like, "No, we need the person in the role," and you're like, "I don't give a fuck." We'll just make everybody else work more hours just to get yeah. the quality going. And they're like, "No, we can't do that." Right. And then there's that whole friction where it's like right. the creative wants to cut all the C and D players, right? Mm-hmm. But the management and the, the money they, they or need you know whoever, things to be still done. Yeah. they want to play like it's it blows my mind how much like not to say like conservatism, but like how like scared people are to let shit kind of like
1: t- be okay
2: t- to wh- <laughs> how, how scared people are to continue to sail the ship where everyone's just doing a little bit more like yeah I'm steering it and I'm holding this mast in place right, right. you know what I'm saying like you kind of like the ship's falling apart as
1: you're And you got a pinky putting life like <laughs> yeah, you where there's like, there's like a you're bunch of people hole. that want to get lifted up out of the but fucking... it's better
2: than having some piece of shit who's not know. really carrying any weight just sitting around like da 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 chewing bubble gum yeah. in the background and you want to fucking strangle them
1: yeah,
0: I
2: mean,
1: I mean, and that's kind of like
2: you don't only got the hands to strangle them. Yeah, right. You're gonna have to strangle him like you're gonna
0: with put your, him in a triangle. With your, with your, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I got you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, I mean, and that's a conversation you gotta have, and like it's it's conversations like that that kind of put it in perspective too, where it's like, you know, yeah, every, like dude, everyone wants to be a fucking mission specialist.
0: So special chef. so when you when you make it out there, what are you gonna do to empower your team? Are you gonna take them out and and mm. do a do a big like like powwow after you know it's, well, it's before
1: it's funny I was like, because I'm actually returning to a hotel that I used to work at and when I worked at there the hotel sold like long story for a short story I was there for about seven months and I followed a chef out there we went home for Nalani's first birthday down in LA came back executive Sh- sue was gone and mm. I was just like yo like where's Ross <laughs> at and they're just like oh he quit I was like didn't put in like two weeks or nothing He's like no he walked and I I get it like shout out to Ross love you Ross Um, shout out to Ross like he went to chase greener pastures for whatever he wanted to do in his own personal life and I get it and he had shit going on with his old lady and whatever like Monterey wasn't for him so you know another month goes by and then usually at that point I was like texting my executive chef every morning like hey what time do you need me in at because you know we got a lot whatever needs to be happening he's like no text the other the the, uh, banquet chef Uh, I'm not coming in today I was like cool dope so like that day turned into like a week and then that week turned into like three months and then that three months turned into the the, until the hotel sold and so like I was like the standing executive chef for almost four months and literally just like and I used the same fucking you know thing for all people I was like I was trying to hold water in my hand and like trying to keep it level and it was just like running everywhere because it's 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 a 600 room hotel like we were doing six million dollar months food cost was solid at the time labor was 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 cool but just like the day-to-day interactions with your staff yeah like you got to show up at 6 a.m like fuck it man like you you have to Mm -hmm. you know and it sucks for like you know the wife and the kid but at that level and at that time like you fucking have to Mm. at the end of the day like you just have to fucking do it and yeah. it sucks and it, and you know you want to drag your balls through glass and stuff but like fuck man like these people need you they need a leader they mm-hmm. need someone to fucking hold on to because like I said like there's a lot of people there who are really old who have been doing the same thing for a long time Monterey's not a, like Monterey's a hella old city but it's not a big city mm. so it's like a lot of our staff were older and it's like you know Pedro is just like this older Hispanic man who doesn't know how to use a computer and shit and he's the banquet chef and he's cool But so like someone someone's got to step up You 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 put in those situations and someone's got to step up and it's either gonna be you or You're just gonna let your fucking team fall to shambles. Mm-hmm. So like even though you don't want to be that person You still fucking got to get up there mm-hmm. and rally the troops and be like yeah today's gonna fucking suck mm-hmm. Today's gonna be fucking awful, but you know what we're gonna fucking do it together we're all going to do it as one, and everyone's working as hard as they fucking can to get out the back door. Mm-hmm. And that was like, you know, people were just like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, people were just like, fuck yeah. You know, and that was like one of the first times where I was like, wow, like, like,
0: you're a leader. I can, I was like, yeah. I can, I can do this. I was, like, I was like,
1: wow, like, fuck yeah. And, I, and dude, it's funny, you know, because I remember having that conversation where we were just like, dude, we were going like three or four weeks without exactly a chef. And people were like looking at me. I was like, nah, dog, like, I'm not like... I'm not a fuck about this shit dude Man. i'm in california i'm trying to just, surf and let me do my work like out of here like i'm trying to work my 10 hours and go home but it's like you know you start seeing like you know the screw fall off or like you know the paint start chipping or like like not literally but like figuratively but like yeah. you know you start seeing the cracks in the surface of your, your team and you have to like someone's got to do it mm-hmm. and if you're not someone's going to step over you to do it and i wasn't going to let anyone step over me I wanted to be that per- like I finally found out like I wanted to fucking be that person. Mm. Yeah. So going back and like having my interview with the chef and stuff in July, um, you know, every person I talked to in the kitchen was just like like I heard you coming back because like I don't, I don't I was like I don't know yet, man, but like and I feel bad for the executive chef because he's only been there for like 6 yeah, months like signing you up for it, basically. Yeah, man, like yeah, I yeah. had people that like I didn't even like I didn't even like cuz there's a, It's nice when you have the people's confidence the Well, vote, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. And like and people I didn't even know like I had like touched you know, like, people, people I didn't even know I had, like, I had an effect on, like, I had people from down, like, the base shop were just, like, heard you're coming back. Like, I've had two people reach out to me on Instagram and be like, hey, like, I heard through, like, the pipeline, you might be coming back to Monterey. I was like, no, it's, like, I'm going to be there in October. My, my first day is the 15th. They're like, well, if you're there, let me know if there's a position open because I'll come back and work for you. Mm. And I was just like... That is Fuck, the most man. flattering Fuck compliment Fuck yeah, dude. Ever. I don't give it Like, dude, that's like a scene from a movie. You're building a fucking team. Yeah. You're, you're building a culture. Yes. are it, yeah, getting it. the band back together. Yes. Guys. <laughs> it's like, it's what <laughs> <one> fucking Justin Timberlake <laughs> like, should have yeah, done. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. but to have those couple of people reach out on Instagram, it's just like... It, it, it assures what I'm doing. What a homecoming. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's, it was definitely one of those things where I wasn't really confident in the beginning because I was just like, fuck, dude. Like, I ran out of that place. You know, I, I, mm. I dipped out. But to, like, to go back, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, because it's, you never know. You never fucking know because that shit could just slip through all my fingers. And I mean, just, it's
2: always the case. So. I know. It's like, if you don't think that, then you'll it's definitely just, just
1: like, it's humbling. slam you know, your you're dick humbling. in the door. It is. It right. is very humbling. And the older I get, the lot more humbling experiences I kind of have yeah. Where you know, I was coming hot out of the gates when I was younger and just it was like fucking like, you know, like I just wanted to fucking do all this shit. And now it's more of like, you know, collecting moments like that, mm. where it's like, it's not more, it's not so much about, you know, you know, the stars or like, yeah, right, right. It's the day to day things. Yeah. And like, and like, like not to like, you know, like suck my own dick or anything, but like I make enough money that me, my wife and I can like live comfortably and I don't have to worry about that. And that's mm. fucking great. We have benefits. We have fucking everything across the board, which a lot of chefs don't fucking have, which is a terrible, terrible thing. Disgrace to our industry. But at the same time, so like that shit gets taken care of, and you're not chasing people out of the kitchen, you're not doing those type of things. So then what's next? Mm. You build a team. It's what build you culture. want. You want to make it. You build you know, a fucking and culture. Now you're in
0: a position to do yeah. that.
1: Absolutely. You build
2: a team, and then I think, honestly, I think the move, honestly, if you're really trying to do it big, is you have to build a product. Yeah,
3: like, and that's the, where fucking. I think the product fucking. flipped
2: is where, where it's at, where it's like if you don't want to get up at six in the morning, like me. And you, you know, and you want to still like be in the industry and you know still push the the envelope as far as what people are experiencing. I think if you can turn whatever you're doing into a product.
1: Well, I'm here to tell you, <laughs> you're, about, you're about to have a kid, and <laughs> you're gonna be up at six a.m. and three a.m. and two a.m. What is your product? Yeah, right? yeah, that's my
3: product. Literally, oh
1: my literally, that is. Literally, <laughs> that's literally my product. Nah, man, it'll, it'll be great though. You'll have a fucking great time. Yeah, right. No, I mean, I was never a morning person, but you know, having a kid turns you into a morning person. Yeah, speak of the devil. You realize you realize
0: <laughs> how much sleep you really need,
1: and how much sleep you really don't need. Oh,
0: you really? Yeah, don't Yeah, that's true.
2: Like how much sleep you can just kind of.
0: Thanks say, for hey, avoiding hey, the wires. Good job, She's so yes. Thank hey, you. Hi, what's your name? What's your name? What's your name? <laughs> name. <Nail line. laughs> <laughs>
1: But no, I mean, and a big reason I'm going back to Monterey is, you know, this one mm-hmm. and the wife and stuff. And, you know, just having a better, you know, better, what's the word they use for it? Quality of life? Like, yes. Yeah. You know, That's exactly Work-life better, life life balance. Life. Yeah. You know, because, yeah. like, here, I, like, I do great here in Chicago. Like, mm-hmm. I love Chicago. Like, the fact that I'm cooking for all these people every day and doing what I need to do for myself is, is great. You know, like, you know, I'm literally going and working 12-hour shifts at Stoneflower for free. And, you know, there comes a point in your life where, you know, you got to take the back seat and let the other ones that brought you up take the front seat. Mm -hmm. You know, my wife has been a huge, huge support system for us for the last, I mean, she was born in 2017. We've moved five times since then. And Anna's just always been like, okay, like, dope, cool. You know, I mean, because at the end of the day, like, she knows where the paycheck's coming from. But at the same time. Yeah, we've been able to see a lot of the country, which has been great. Mm -hmm. But now we have a position where I'm making enough money. Anna's going to be making enough money where we can kind of just, like... I can hang out and be a father and be, you know... And smoke meats. you know... Because, I mean, with her, there's a lot of times where, you know, I wake up at... You know, I wake up at 6, I go to the gym, I get home at 8. I spend about, like, half an hour with her. I get home at 8, you know... Get her dinner, get her down to for bed, and I get like a half an hour in total. Wow, and it, and it sucks. It it does. It, it it's awful. But I'm doing what I gotta do for our family, and like you like you just saw Anna leave for work. I mean, she ain't coming home till two a.m. Wow. Yeah. So, but that's also because she's just serving. She's just, you know, slanging ramen down in Streeterville. Shut up. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Ramen I've never ramen been slime. there yet, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, de- it's decent. They're very it's good de- people yeah, down there. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're good people. And, like, the culture that's down there is great. And mm. the people that she worked for are great. And right. the people she's met are great. Like, there's absolutely nothing against that. But that's not what she wants to be doing in the long run. Yeah. And so I feel like, not that I owe it to her, but I think it's time, finally time for, like, Anna to have a little, you know, a little you know a little time for like to do her thing right you know we've been chasing this like culinary like chef dream for the past god knows how long and you know now we have the opportunity where she can set up a clientele and do what she needs to do and
0: what does she want to ultimately ultimately do
1: she wants to own a hair, uh, because mm-hmm. uh, that's what her trade is in. Is uh,
0: Aesthet- her- esthet- is that esthetician or hairdresser? Or- oh,
1: dude, you're, those yeah, are way too big for me. I don't know. Okay. She's a hairstylist. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <point. laughs> she, cool. she does. it. But she does like the manicures. She's like completely like sort of a beautician. Yes! yes. Ah, cosmetologist. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, can we? Can you shed us some light on the?
1: Yeah, sorry, dude. We are no. It's great. Way out in it. left field. We are.
0: Are you traditionally trained?
1: Yes, okay, yeah, so I started cooking when I was young, um, and then my mother and my aunt had gone to the Cordon Bleu in Pasadena to just, like, like look at a, uh, like, to kind of like look at, like, baking classes. My mm. mom was a big baker, my mom was a big cooker, and so they came back, they were super hyped about it, but, it, like, nothing ever came about it, and I kind of, like, held on to that, and I kind of, like, remembered how, like, great my mom looked and felt like when she came home from like seeing those classes and stuff. So I was like, oh that's cool. You know, I like I, I filed away for another day. And then um I started I mean we went through I went through high school. I wrestled all the way up to twelfth grade. I got a half ride scholarship to Cal State Fullerton for wrestling. And then three months into my scholarship, uh they pulled funding for the program. No. Yeah, so I mean it was cool. Like did college for a little bit, but, you know, packed up my shit, went home got home and bullet. yeah Thomas yeah was a trap, yeah, yeah, yeah i would have been a lot <laughs> um but i went back home and mom was like well what do you want to do i was like i want to be a professional fighter <laughs> you know and like that's what we we were talking about earlier and had a lot of amateur fights did really well had a couple pro fights did okay and i was like this ain't for me and then like in the in-between time with that um, I'd gone to culinary school cause my mom was like, just go like, just go see it, you know, just go, just go, just go try it out. Cause I was working at a couple, uh, like my, the place my mom was a bartender at, I was, uh, working the fry station mm-hmm. and it was just something I always like showed interest in. And like I said, with like the, like the postcard that I got for her first birthday and so, mm-hmm. so I always liked cooking. Um, but I never thought of it as like a career. It was just, that was like daunting to me. It was like you know because I watched you know you, everyone watched the shows when they were little and yeah. you know the Galloping Gourmet and
2: I used to watch the uh, Iron Chef the original Iron yeah, yeah, dude, dude. yeah that yeah. was like the go to
1: man. I remember when Bobby Flay got up on that cutting board and like the world <laughs> melted. I was like yes, get him Morimoto. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I started going to culinary school and like absolutely a hundred percent fucking fell in love with it. Like, just head over... Like, just... it, Like, I knew I was the... And, like, people have, like, these stories about, like, you know, like... Oh, I was a busboy, and then, like, you know, I got drafted in, and, like, also... But, no, like, I didn't know I wanted to be a chef or a cook until, like, I went to culinary school. Because then I started, like, learning shit, and, like, I started seeing shit. And I remember being in a class at, like, four thirty five o'clock. Because all our classes were, like, super early. Because mm-hmm. in... Is that how they weed you out? Uh, yeah, man. Dude, our first class, our, uh our skills class it started with I think like 36 kids and only 12 of us went on
0: mm-hmm. it, it's because it's very like monotonous you're, you're yeah, like yeah. you have to is it French based so you have to like yeah. learn how to cut like by the at mm-hmm.
1: least when I was going to school everything was French based okay and even I'm very blessed to have gone to the school that I did even though it's not around anymore because they went through a lot of legal
3: trouble but, ah.
1: but I the teachers that I had were it, was, it wasn't even about the curriculum it was the teachers that I had that really really like File it out, and I remember sitting there at like five o'clock in the morning, and listening to a lecture, like a full blown like two hour lecture at five a.m. about sausage and sausage making. And the moment Chef Frieder started talking about keeping your forced meat to a certain temperature, and I was sitting there super hungover, not wanting to be there, just and like just being so intrigued, being like, well, f- fuck, man, the yeah, yeah, <laughs> I feel you on your force to be, like, I am about, like, yeah, and then going into class and making that stuff, I was just like, dude, this is where I need to be, man, like, yeah. every like, you're, I mean, passion, <laughs> dude, passion will catch you off guard, Yeah, for real, passion will come out of nowhere, and, but that was the moment where I was like, yeah, and, like, I barely graduated high school with enough to get into, you know, the wrestling program and get my scholarship right. and everything. I graduated with a 4.2 See, like, when with you're honors. thriving. You
0: thr- yeah, yeah, you man. thrived
1: in it. I'm a big, and that's, like, you know, talk, we were talking earlier about her, about, like, choosing your path and choosing right. what you want to do. Because not everyone's going to want to be a cook. Not everyone wants to be a lawyer. Not everyone wants to be, you know. Just because like, you did it.
0: Yeah. Or just because you, know? you think it's, like, it could potentially be successful doesn't mean right? your spawn should do
1: it. No, exactly. Right. It's funny you say that because, like, that's what I call her all the time is a spawn. Spawn. Yeah. <laughs> She's got, like, a mask. To <laughs> literally <That's a>
0: bomb.
1: <laughs> but remember. yeah but, so, <laughs> but yeah so went through culinary school like was just it was just it was just a great experience like culinary school and like i met a lot of people i met her godfather um met a lot of really really good people and then i came out the other side and i was working for malise and providence and at the time they had a mission to start peace the mission guy left la and i was doing like this like kind of like loop where I was like leaving home, going to school at 5 a.m., going to two different jobs and like looping back and like I was literally sleeping like two or three hours like a day and it was just, it was just burning me out and I was just like, yeah, you can be as passionate as you want, but if you're not sleeping or you're not eating and all you're, all you're eating is ecstasy and like liquor, then you're going to burn yourself out. And so Hyatt came along and was like, hey, we offer $10, $10.50 an hour. You know, full benefits, full everything else. I was like, wow, I'm only making six dollars at these other two places. That I'm getting my ass whooped every day, and uh, so my mom actually got me the interview, and I went and interviewed, and I, I mean, and Hyatt just kind of like scooped me up, and my first couple of weeks were very. Uh, Jarring mm. because it was it was a hotel setting. You know, there's a lot of stuff out of boxes. There's a lot. I mean, that and that's a tiny hotel too. It's only like two hundred thirty rooms. So the F&B program isn't really that big. But I was coming from a place that had done everything from scratch. Everything from like soups from scratch, sauces from scratch. Like we're making our demi glace. Like everything's literally just from the ground up. And so it was just, it was very shocking. It was very like jarring. And I was still doing my thing on the side. And you know, like I was really big into raving at the time. <laughs> And Like I was about that life and I was just I was getting in a lot of trouble and we were just I was up to no good I was just really really up to no good and then um, my chef left and he moved to Ohio and I was still working at the Hyatt and I was still doing my thing and then my sister my stepsister she actually ended up passing in October yeah October of 2011 and she uh, she OD'd on heroin mm. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with like the valley or like, you know, Simi Valley and stuff. It's just, it's not a, it's not a good place, you know? And not that we were hanging out with the same people, but we were kind of hanging out with like three people away from each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, after my sister passed, like I, w- I went, I went to go find people. I did. Like mm-hmm. I, I really did. I, I went to go look for people mm-hmm. and you know, if I had found people, I don't know what I would have done, but it probably wouldn't have been good. And I had gotten arrested a couple times, you know, previous to that, and then I had a job opportunity open up, like, literally the first day of November. And my mom was like, you need to go. You need to get the fuck out, because you're gonna end up like that. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like, fuck, man, like, I am not, I'm not. I'm not doing the right shit. I'm not doing And this was before having kids. This was, like, this was so, I was so off on a bender and just so, like, out in my own fucking world and about Logan. It was, it was insane. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, just, it was just so crazy. And the amount of strife that, like, my sister's death created in our family was debilitating. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was paralyzing. And I remember, like, dipping out to San Diego, like, all my days off because I just couldn't stand being at home. And it was, it was was rough, you know, it was, it it fucking sucked, but it took, it, it took something like that to put life kind of in perspective, Mm -hmm. you know? And so when I got the job offer in Ohio, I was just like, yo, like fucking out, I'm out. And like my mom, my dad pushed me and I bought a fucking one way ticket to Columbus, Ohio out of, out of, uh, out of LA. And I sold all my shit. I sold my car. I sold fucking everything. I had two bags, I had two bags and a, a sleeping bag, and I showed up in Columbus, Ohio, downtown Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> wow. I had, had a job, had a job, had a job. <laughs> um, but, yeah, showed up to my did job. Did you have,
2: like, housing lined up yet, or did you just so, sleep at the convention center or something? Like- so,
1: I, Columbus is, a, for the record, Columbus is a great city. It's pretty awesome, man. Yeah. I, lo- I love Columbus was great to me. It's chill, man. It's a great, great city, and... um. So showed up in Columbus, Ohio. I had been like you know trolling Craigslist and doing like you know what everyone does, and so like I had found a room down on like uh, South Livingston. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with like I'm a, I'm not like
2: familiar with streets and stuff like
1: that, but I've been in Columbus a few times though. I found it in like like the shitty part of Columbus, mm-hmm. like it just in a really really bad part of Columbus. And like coming out of the valley, I was like oh like it's just it's just like the valley. And and, and I remember when I started telling people at work where I lived, they're just like. Oh, you live, honey, you live where? It's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. And my roommate was a, uh, was she, uh, she was transit, at the time transitioning. um I still keep very, she was a, a cross dresser. She was a, she was a A, drag. Uh,
2: a male becoming a female?
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. And she worked um corners and stuff, but that's what Craigslist will, will get you. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I remember, dude, I remember fucking hanging out with them, man. Her, her, sorry. With, hanging out with her and like going to seeing arrested i don't right um going out and seeing like one of her you know tricks and stuff and the biggest like gangbangingest black dude i've ever met in my life and mm-hmm. like you run up at, like the, like i met this dude god bless you mm-hmm. i met this dude and i was just like you're gonna ring my fucking neck just for like being here mm-hmm. and he was just about that life and i was just like yo like you can't you can't knock it man like you You guys like what you like as they say right facts you know and so like i lived there for maybe like a month and then i realized like i'm making enough money to like not live down here and and so i moved in with some other
2: it's kind of interesting
1: it was dude it was fast (laughs) and like people i don't remember notes and people always used to ask me like what are you doing i'm just like just hanging out with my roommate. Like, I don't give a... F- like, no. I truly don't care, man. You got to take, right. yeah. take people at their... You got to take people at their front value, man. Uh-huh. Just because, you know... Just because they're a prostitute. I mean, it that doesn't take away from the character. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. not that I want people to do that, but there's... Man, you got you to do what you got to do mm. to make it There's alive. an
0: episode of Easy on that on uh, mm. Netflix, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What is and, Easy. Easy's like a chicago based like every episode standalone and there's three seasons and like each episode kind of carries on in another season okay and there's all these characters ca- that kind of bleed into each episode but yeah. you can pretty much pick up anywhere and okay. it's a good it's a good show and it, it goes into different types of, of relationships Gotcha, and gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. yeah. and that's, and that's yeah. the
1: thing a lot of the times like we would go out and um date or it's Dwanette now but Damien at the time like they thought I, I was her like pimped and uh-huh. I was like oh. I was like no like I'm just like just here to drink the beer like i'm just yeah. here to hang out man nah. that'd have been funny if you like transition into just pimping like just that easy <laughs> could you imagine man your yeah. life could be we could be yeah. having a different conversation oh right dude now. i mean and it's funny like now actually like sitting down like talking about it and stuff like because you you kind of forget like, about like those phases in life and you kind of just like forget that kind of that shit kind of like happened but you're like, I mean, it builds you. It, it literally structures you. Because if I would have moved, because at that time in my life, if I would have moved here to Chicago, if I would have moved to New York, if I would have even moved to San Francisco, I probably wouldn't be alive right now. I w- I, I mean, mm. I wouldn't be doing the same thing I am, mm. you know, because I'd already had priors. I'd already, like, gotten into trouble. And then, so I got out to Ohio. I was, still, I was still being a dumbass. I was still fucking, like, blacking out drunk and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't as easy to find drugs out there, but... Um, I was still drinking an immense amount. I had stopped smoking weed because that's what I got busted for, so I was just like, fuck it, Like I'm just not gonna smoke weed, but I'm gonna get blackout drunk every night. And then, six months being there, I got drafted in this thing that's called the CMT program for Hyatt, and it's like uh, corporate management training. So, like, they groom you for uh, management position, Mm -hmm. like, for, like, a division head position. And when I got spit out the other side, and, like, dude, I was killing it. Like, I was doing chef's tables, I was, like, dialing shit in, I was reading cookbooks I was fucking like you know I was doing what I thought I needed to do as a chef at that age and I was just like I, in my mind I was fucking just like murdering the game just mm-hmm. fucking killing it and so finished with like top marks and all my shit was done up and everything and then I got my first sous chef position like my first actual manager position in Louisville Kentucky mm-hmm. and they, like, they had a, a position open small enough hotel my chef was like yo this is where you kind of like you know this is a good fit for you I was like fucking sign me up man going down there killing the game doing the fucking damn thing dude i got down there man and that shit gets, hits you like a fucking a uh, bucket of cold water because i don't care what program does anything for you it sets you up for whatever it wants to set you up but nothing will prepare you for like hard conversations for like employees that are you know decades older than you mm-hmm. who have been doing this longer than you've been fucking breathing so you walk in and they're just like the fuck you know yeah. man mm. and it's just it's those kind of a situation. and there's people that accepted me and there's people that like, didn't accept me and the guy that I worked for was this old head out of actually Chicago David Barrett god bless his fucking soul for because I should have been fired like at least like, like six times like there was at a point like I didn't want to cook anymore because mm-hmm. I was just like this is too fucking much mm-hmm. it's just it's too much and it was a small property so everyone's Garbage. Everyone's fucking laundry is literally, like, out for everyone to see. So, if you fuck up, like, the entire hotel, like, the entire management staff knows about it. Um, There's these things uh, called action plans in the Hyatt culture where you fuck up enough, they put you on an action plan. If you don't, like, meet your, your, uh...
0: Like a remediation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. If you don't meet your, like, your... Your targets? Your targets, you get shit-canned. Like, you sign, like, a fucking waiver that, like, if Mm -hmm. you don't reach this in six months, we're, like, we're letting you go. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, man, like, I'm not what I fucking thought I was. Mm. You know, you, you 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 get hit in the face like that. And you're just like, am I like, am I, should I just been a pimp? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> is, yeah. It, is this what I should? Is this that's, what,
2: that's really more of like, I always see those things as a yet, though. It's yeah. Like, I, yeah. I should, I'm not what I should be yet. Or, I, you know, I'm not what I thought I was yet. And I mean, because otherwise, you just get fucked up. And you just like, you know, you you walk away with your tail between your legs. But if you come out on the other side. Then you actually were that thing.
1: You just weren't that thing yet. Mm. And when we moved down there. I moved from Columbus, Ohio, with um, the girl I dated right before my wife, Ashley. And she was she was a sweetheart. She was like great girl. There was we when we split. Yes, baby. Hi, thank you. Um, when we split, it was one of those things. Where, like she wanted to go back to Ohio. I was like, I'm not going back to Ohio. So like it was just a like, mutual. She took the dog. Everything was great. Shout out, Ashley, if you're out there. I hope you're doing well. I hope my dog's still alive. Yeah. No, but it was one of those things where, like, she went back, and then I was just like, man, like, I don't, like, I'm just this California guy in Louisville, Kentucky, just, like, trying to, like, make ends meet. And, like, when Ashley and I were living together, I remember coming home one day, or I had to do something in the morning and shit, and, like, I went home, and, like, I got home, and I was like, I'm not going to work. I was like, I'm not, I'm just not. She's like, well, like, she's like, you, you, she's like, you look like you're about to cry. And I was like, I feel like I'm about to fucking cry, cause I was so fucking beat, I was so overworked, I was so fucking depressed. It was just like, that place sucked the fucking life out of me. And cause like the restaurant just got like re, uh, like reconcepted. That's when we like did the sway thing and it was fried chicken and we like we took these recipes. And that place just sucked so much out of me, cause when I was like the CMT, I was hourly. So, people were just like, oh, yo, like, you know, you work, like, 10-hour days were, like, the fucking, like, the long days. And, like, Mm -hmm. that's still two hours of overtime. So, people were, like, fucking kicking you out the fucking front door. You turn a salary at 23? They'll keep you forever. Fuck, dude. I was going in at fucking 6 a.m., and I wasn't leaving until fucking 10 p.m., man. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, fuck, this isn't, like, I was like you were you're in Pelican Bay basically you're just yeah like, man I was like done. man like I've like yeah. I've had a great career up to now like do I really want to fucking keep doing this like is this what it's about and it just like you know it, it just it just continued to be and my big thing was like I like I'm not gonna quit like I'm not you want to come come on this way I was like I'm not I'm not gonna quit like there's no quit in my life. Like I'm like if I get fired, that's dope. If I get fucking chopped at the neck, that's dope. But like mm. I'm not gonna sit here and throw in the towel because that's just not that's just not my culture. It's just not my DNA. I'm not about to like fucking like give up. And so time goes on. And, like, I really, you know, Ashley went back to uh, Ohio, and then I started, like, Anna and I started dating, and that's when, like, life really kind of just, like, started, like, dialing in. Because, like, she really kind of put shit in focus. And, this, I mean, this was before we had a kid, before we married and everything, but she was really just, like, you know, you need to be who you are, and Lonnie. <laughs> but she was, like, this, she literally was just, like, you need to be who you are, and you just need to follow what you need to do. She's, like, if you need to leave cooking, you need to go back to California, then that's mm. what you need to do. mm mm-hmm. And there was, I mean, there was a lot of moments where it was like, fuck, dude, like, I'm just, like, I'm out. Like, I'm fucking, like, I'm done, like, you know. But I would wake up the next day and be like, okay, I'm not dead. I don't have cancer. I don't, I'm not fucking, oh, like, yeah. struggling. Like, my bills are paid. Like, what is, like, really, truly the problem here? The problem's me.
2: It's just getting your head right. Yeah,
1: the problem's yeah. fucking me. And that's when I started, like, really looking, really looking at the bigger picture and the longer term picture where it was, like, fuck, you! like, this place has been around for how long? These people have been here for how long? These people are going to keep doing this shit. Yeah. So what's, what's the denominator that's making my life hard? Yeah. It's fucking me. Exactly. I'm the fucking idiot.
0: Or was yeah. it you, you had a feeling that you
1: weren't thriving? That was it, too. That's actually a really fucking good point, because then I took what was in Sway, and then I made it, I made myself be about it
2: yeah you know because here's the thing I, I was just about to touch in on that a little bit yeah because i remember one day when i just got sent home from work like you know we've all been there get the fuck like, out of my kitchen he's like get the fuck out of here shut the fuck i don't even see your face <laughs> and it was hard. like it was like tuesday i get sent home wednesday i'm totally about it because like that tuesday Should night puts you, in, put you, it in put in you yeah yeah you go home and you're like man fuck him blah 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 and you're like
1: fuck, man, maybe I shouldn't have dropped the blah, 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 or I shouldn't have, like, let this slide, da, da, da. The moment it came real to me was the moment I started asking that question where it's just like, fuck, dude, like what like what if it's me yeah like what if what if i'm the fucking problem Wow. all of a sudden you start thriving now you're
0: a man
2: boom
1: all of a sudden well, shit that, just starts working but that was like the big ideal where i was just like man because i thought i was just this fucking gangster man i just yeah. thought dude rolling out of la coming to louisville fucking kentucky i thought i was the fucking man yeah that shit fucking put my shit in perspective real quick and you start thinking like you're like fuck man like is is this me and you have to change your perspective not just your workload but yourself as a whole because the person you're presenting to yourself because that person Mm -hmm. in louisville ain't that same person that was talking to these guys in fucking monterey Mm -hmm. this this dude wasn't the same dude that was rallying the troops in monterey Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like and that was only you know two two and a half given you know a marriage and a childbirth later shit gets real but you know looking back at myself and i mean like you said earlier, like, going down the rabbit hole and shit. Like, I haven't talked about a lot of this stuff in a long time. So, it's, like, it's, it puts it in perspective, man. And it, and it makes you really realize, you know, the, sh- the trials and tribulations and the hills and the peaks and the valleys and stuff. Because, dude, when I was, in, like I said, like, when I was in Louisville, I was, like, yo, like, I'm, I'm the shit. Like, I'm from L.A. Like, I'm to start training. I'm fucking classically trained. Like, y'all can't fucking touch this. Yo, that
2: reminds me of this video where this dude gets his ass whooped. And, like, the whole time. So, it's basically this dude who's, like, I don't know, maybe he's, like, a black guy, Puerto Rican guy, whatever. But he's, he goes up to these two guys who are getting out of a pickup truck, and he's just, like, starting shit with them or whatever. And he gets his ass whooped, and he's just, like, the whole time, he's like, I'm from New York. I'm from New York. Don't fuck with me. Don't and they just beat his man. ass. And it's like, yo, dude, yeah, being from New York doesn't mean nothing. shit. Like, shit. It's yeah. like, so if you come with a certain attitude, and you don't really have necessarily what it takes to back it up, in that particular moment, you can just get hammered. Dude. And, you know... In all aspects of life. Life is relentless.
1: And that's why I said, like, you know, like, a lot of people made their bones in, you know, Manha- in New York or, you know... I mean, even nowadays, guys in, like, Texas and, like, the Carolinas and stuff, there's some really cool dudes out there doing really good shit in the corner industry. But, like, you know, your real basics were, like, you know, New York, San Francisco, and, like, Chicago. And then you had, like, you know, Paris and maybe a little bit of miami you, you got know charleston popping up like dude there's dudes out there doing yeah. god's work man, yeah. god's work yeah. especially like to like the type of food that i like yeah but that was one of those moments where i was like it doesn't matter if you've done shit, like if you work for vespertine or fucking alinea or fucking you know El elbouli or anything like no my El elbouli was fucking sway in louisville kentucky mm-hmm. and that shit shaped me and formed me into the chef that i was to become because those interactions and those moments were were just like, dude, like I was just like, man, like I am not, I'm gonna go fucking like, like dump trash or something because I don't, I don't have any other like skills. Mm. I was like, this is, this is what I've gotten to. Like I've wasted the last six years of my life trying to be a chef and obviously I'm not cutting it. Yeah. But the moment you wake up that day and the moment you realize that you have to change your I always pronounce the word, your, your or paradigm. Paradigm? Parad- yeah, you, para- you, ch- you gotta change it, man. Mm-hmm. You have to change it. Because if you don't, you're gonna sink and you're gonna drown. Because you can't change your mindset into the fact that like, okay, maybe you're not as fucking good as you thought. Mm. Maybe you're not as deep as you, maybe you're not the person who you thought you were. And the moment you realize that, it opens up a world of fucking possibilities. Yeah. The moment you shed that ego and the moment you shed that bullshit, opens up so much more when you can accept criticism when you can accept other people's you know like i don't have to just write this recipe myself i can ask for other people's perspective mm. i can ask for other people's taste buds and that's that was like the moment in like 2014 2015 where shit really like shit just fucking clicked man shit just fucking happened because then i really like i was still working the hell of hours but i those hours were uh there was a lot more to them. Mm. I wasn't out smoking cigarettes. I wasn't fucking little hiding in walk-ins. I wasn't fucking like, you know, on my lunch break. I wasn't fucking, you know, in the bathroom for four hours. I was like, every minute of that day in that kitchen was built towards being productive. Every moment in that kitchen was built towards grinding or making something better or making something fucking more intense or like dialing in flavors. And that's when, like, I really became the chef that, like, I fucking, like, needed to be. And that's when it was, like, mm-hmm. that's when it, like, all started to fucking click. when I let go of trying to be this person that I th- thought I was and that person that, like, I thought that I was trying to be to just, like, to just be you. Being, you yeah, know? yeah, to yeah, be. just to just being, man. Of just, <laughs> like, you know, so we're not using tweezers and foams or making a spumeys. I'm frying chicken, and I'm making greens, yeah. so why not make those fucking greens the best? And like then it just, like, harks back, like, why aren't we putting 100% to every single fucking thing? Like, yeah, I'm making greens, but I feel like I should be making, you know, foams. I'm making fried chicken, but I feel like I should be, you know, flipping fillets. Like, put 100 fucking percent, put the fucking work in. Put the fucking work in, man, and it'll pay off. Like, if I could just go back and, like, look at myself in the face those days and just be like, yo, like, suck at the fuck up yeah stop I mean, being a bitch it's man. No, like
2: it's no coincidence that like the chef culture has really become a part of the mainstream culture because it's such an intense life it is i mean yeah man. yeah yeah. like yeah. chefs are really like on a knife's edge literally like in terms of just the lifestyle because it's like when i look at people who are really about the chef life like really living that yeah, life like yeah. going in from like 1 p.m to 1 a.m or to like three a.m. Right? It's tough. It's like then. it's tough. There's a certain lifestyle that you have to live in order to be a part of that. And it's like if anything like critical falls apart in your life, it's like you can either be an excellent chef or fucking on Skid Row. It's like yeah, it, it's 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 as it's it's a it's a simple fucking, as that. It's a, dude, it's a breath. There man. is no in between. There it's is no breath. like office job. There is no like yeah. you know sales job. Safe bullshit. It's like either you're hundred percent on,
1: yeah, because I mean, or you're on Skid Row. Because at this point in my life, I, I dude, I couldn't go do like. I can't. I can't go crunch numbers. You would just fuck off. You'd be like, "Fuck this shit." I'd rather go. Or you go. Like, I'd rather go rob people than do yeah, this. Yeah, like because like <laughs> I, like I can't like I can't sit at a desk. I can't fucking sit at like I couldn't it's, imagine yeah, that. No, I would go insane like i would do i was up at 6 a.m this morning drilling holes in my smoker so i put fucking yeah. new thermometers mm. in it you know on, on my birthday
2: because <laughs> well, everything's more appealing like being a drug dealer is more appealing hell yeah like, man. like everything 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 like it's there As is more, no in between
1: it's more lucrative too it's I mean.
2: more lucrative but it's like there is no in between it's like either you're like in the chef life or you're a fucking
1: criminal i mean and that's where a lot of us go to and like not i mean rest in peace you know anthony bourdain but it's like he perfect example he spoke to that shit for a long time man like the the culinary industry is a place where like we don't and that's the thing like a lot of people get it fucked up where like they think we go to hide you know people like you know the culinary industry is a place where like people can just go to like fucking hide and it's like no it's not about that like we finally find a route to express our passion Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter if you're smoking meats it doesn't matter if you're making foams it doesn't matter if you're fucking flipping chicken fucking chicken sandwiches at Popeyes man if you're about it be about it yep and as if, long as you're willing to get better, you can come
2: in as you are. And as yeah, long as you're man. willing to get better, like there's a place for you.
1: That's all that people ask for. That's like all you don't need any bullshit. Cup. Like you can come no. in off
2: the street. Like, yo, I need work. And they're like, yo, go fucking clean this up.
1: After like, after that shit went down and like, Louisville was stuff. Like when I started interviewing people, cause I was like, at that point, I was just trying to build a team. I was just—I was dude—I was trying to build a team. I was trying to build a culture. I was trying to build like, dude, like Louisville. I thought was gonna be—I mean, not my end. Yeah, oh, oh, well, no, it, it didn't. I mean, because then like Anna got pregnant, and then you know, when came along, and like we never wanted to stay in Louisville. But then like when I first got like my second year in Louisville, when I saw the girl Ashley, I got a a DUI, and like I wasn't allowed to leave the state. So like I was like, well, I'm trying to get my shit cleared up. Like might as well, you know, just like dig in and try to get it fucking done. And then in 2015, I got elected for uh, the Rising Star of the South by Mm -hmm. Food and Dining Magazine for, dude, for just, like, fried chicken. Mm -hmm. And And that's when, you know, I had spent so long waiting for these, like, accolades and these things to come along for, you know, the fancy shit, for the courses, for, like... And then, like, I got this, like, nomination for, like, frying chicken. And I was it really
0: that touched you more than than you man, kn- knew yeah, yeah dude
1: and yeah. It, it put a lot of stuff in perspective and like yeah don't worry like i like i have an extreme respect for michelin star food and and everyone should there's a lot of intensity but It's on a pedestal it is on a pedestal but like if you can fry chicken and beat out some of these guys that were down in like you know Alabama, in like atlanta which is a in the south is a big city you know that's like you know everyone wants to like if you're in louisville if you're in um, you know the Carolinas and stuff. That's like who, who you're trying to beat. It's like mm-hmm. if you're out in Juliet, it's like Chicago. It's like you're trying to be a chef in Juliet. You want to be better than the Chicago chefs. And so yeah. when I started, like when I got nominated, and I was up there with these dudes from like you know downtown Atlanta. When I was with these dudes from like fucking like uh, what's what's the capital of Mississippi? I always fuck
2: Jackson.
1: Jackson, Jackson, Mississippi. Like these dudes who were like you know doing really good shit. The uh, the brothers in Tennessee in fucking down in memphis uh fuck i always want to call them pork and pone <laughs> fuck man their cookbook's called collard greens caponara they do italian food down in uh, i can't even recall them uh, i mean i, I have their cookbooks, but like those were the dudes that i was getting like nominated along with and i yeah. was like I, I have these guys fucking cookbooks and that's when i was just like man like you need to be about it like you need to even more so than that i was just like fuck dude like i'm doing okay like i like i'm fucking making like it doesn't matter if you're in new york or fucking chicago or la like i'm doing it in like kentucky like yeah it's on a much smaller scale but fuck you did my spectrum and my fucking mark caudum that's what i'm trying to do you're feeling your niche yeah man and that's and that led over into like you know nalani being born and you know i was supposed to take three weeks off i only take it i ended up taking like a week off and it's something that i really regret because i was just like dude i was just like i was built into it man like Mm -hmm. sway was just like like Way at the time was more important to me than my fucking kid. And mm-hmm. it, it's fucked up and it's bullshit, but like I was riding that fucking. I hear cr- you, man. Yeah, you know, I was it just riding sense. that like, it like, like Granite Cats with a linear or anything, but it was yeah. just like, it was my own small linear, right. you know? Yeah, I hear you. And it was just fried chicken and like some other shit, but we started doing some really cool shit. And then we hired this chef in who was from a Michelin star restaurant in Italy who worked for another Hyatt. And he came in, he started doing cool shit, and we just fucking gelled. And like the last like six months, like eight months of my time at, um, at sway was just fucking remarkable it was just it was just so good man and i was still working you know 18 hour days 16 hour days mm-hmm. but like you, you would leave i would leave just on a fucking high just like man like we did fucking work today man and we started doing courses and it was just like shit no one expected out of you know a hotel restaurant in downtown louisville it was yeah. just yeah. yeah it was That's fucking unexpected yeah,
0: yeah and it was cool man it was it was really fu- it was Can really imagine fu- if the next wave was like fuck the popeyes let's go to the hyatt let's fried yeah. let's <laughs> right? chicken what? at the hyatt <laughs> So
2: I want to I want to take this opportunity to ask you something cuz I'm a big fan of Al Pastor
0: Oh, me too, man. Me too.
2: And Girl, you, you speak my language. So you mentioned that, you know, you're doing the whole thing with uh, the dried pineapple yeah, 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 and all yeah. that. So I, I, I want to, you know, just to give something to the viewers and to myself, obviously, I want to ask you, okay, if you're a person at home, you know, maybe you have a grill, maybe you don't. Maybe you just roll in the oven, whatever. Whatever, what's, man. What's your go-to in terms of how to make Al-, Al Pastor in terms of, like, the marinade and in terms of the cuts? Like, what, how do you like to roll?
1: So if you want, like, are you talking about, like, at home or, like, on um At home. At home. So, at if, home. if you were going to do it at home, I would literally just go buy a bunch of those fucking, uh what are the Chingadera's called? Like, those, like, those, like, pork loin, not pork loin, but, like, the pork chops. Like, the thin cup pork chops. You mm-hmm. can see at, like, Julasko or yeah. like, Albertsons or whatever. Yeah. And, you just buy a bunch of them, man. Because they're always hella cheap. And if you get them on, like, on Tuesdays, like, they're, like, buy one, get one fucking free. Mm-hmm. And literally just load that shit up on a skewer. And then, like, every four pieces, five pieces you do put a fucking slice of pineapple and, and I'm not talking about like the shit out of the can like get you like a pineapple, pineapple peel it. the fucking pineapple and do the real shit like do the work and, and would you bro that like you would you just fuck put that? yeah and I would do it on the side too you ain't gotta stand <laughs> it up and down man on the sides just fucking dress it up and, and just get, like rotate it dude and, yeah and just get I mean get the fucking uh nah fuck what, what's the fucking called? It's the red paste it's the fucking uh why is that escaping my mind right now is it the Korean paste you're talking about? No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's a Mexican paste. But it's literally just like... I can see it in my mind. I can see the fucking, like, the little square box. But it's, it's the same stuff they use for, for Al Pastor. And just okay. toss all your shit in that pineapple like, juice. Just, like a chili paste, basically. Yeah, yeah. And just, like, fucking toss it up. Fucking do your damn thing. And just... You have to slide on a skewer though, because like after you're done roasting it, you can you stand slice it up. It. You can slice that bitch off. It. So and slicing it, and is it looks critical. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And I mean that's one of the things too, because like those pork chop cuts aren't like the greatest in the world. Mm. But like when you're cutting them off the side, everything's like different mm. uh, gradients of yeah, you no, know, no, and different like sizes and everything. Yeah. Those are small cuts, and the smaller you cut, the easier to chew. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if it's it's if it's tender. You. N- you, you know what I'm saying? You, and if you slow it, like low and slow it, I mean you got to commit to it though. That's got to be like a three or four hour thing. You know, and you got to just let it sit at fucking 250, 275. And let that shit caramelize. And you got to baste it. Because if you ain't basting or if you ain't spraying, then you ain't fucking doing it right, man. Okay. All right. I, I'm glad we got that on there. Oh, like,
2: I'm glad you got it out there. Yo, because to be quite honest, like, when I was going through your grandma, I was like, oh, shit, man. I'm going to ask him how to make El Pastor. Like, What's your, what's your go-to
0: El, pa- uh, I was going to say El Patron, but El Pastor place around here. Let's see where your mind's at. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I really, dude, no, <laughs> Cheers hey you want to do me a favor will you go grab me a beer out of the fridge I
3: try. she knows which one
1: she might i mean she might bring out like a like a can of like coconut milk or something but <laughs> um Al, uh el gao el gallo number five right up the street i mean it's not the greatest on the face of the planet it, mm. it's really not but Makes it it's fun. a go-to. Yeah. I don't know okay. if you guys ever heard of El Gordo in Southern California. It's in Vegas now. It was mm-hmm. actually in Tijuana. That, by far. I've eaten a lot. Because, obviously, I have a tattoo of a pig on the back of my leg. Like, I fucking dine on swine. Yeah. That is my fucking... That's my shit, man. And, like, I'm slowly developing a little bit more appreciation for uh, beef. And, and, like, I've always liked chicken. Like, and I'm not a big fish guy. Even being from, like, like, you know, the West Coast and, like, islands and stuff. Like, I worked in a sushi restaurant after... Uh, Monterey than after Louisville, Um, but like uh, fish has never been like big to me. Like I like yeah, don't get me wrong. I love frying a fish taco and shit. But dude, I yes. Oh wow, that's so solid. It's like having a puppy. Oh,
2: my God. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for that part.
1: <laughs> you got to train them, though. <laughs> you just got me
2: excited. I'm like, oh, wait a minute.
1: You mean I can stay That's seated? and Probably not the best it's, parenting it's, thing. Well, it's like when lineup. my
2: grandma would get me to light her cigarettes. Facts. That's how, like, all my, my mom and siblings started smoking is my grandma would get her to light Dude, my, gran- them, like,
1: the cigarettes. my grandpa used to send me and my brother down to the corner mart in fucking down, uh, not Carlsbad, but next to Crenshaw. We used to go down and buy him fucking cigarettes. With a note? Handwritten. It had to be handwritten because it wasn't be fucking handwritten. The fuck handwritten,
2: handwritten was... They wouldn't fucking believe it. And they would fucking sell you the cigarettes. The God, man. I've been there. Times, man. Yep. Yeah, They're crazy. all the same. You could never do that shit now. No, I mean, no. maybe some neighborhoods where it's like they know your grandma or like your mom.
1: Yeah, and they've been there for a long time. Right. Hmm. So then after, okay, so then after Louisville, so Nalani was born, I know we're kind of going off on time, huh? Yeah. Um, after Nalani was born, we kind of like, you know, we made, we made it a plan. I got my shit settled with the courts. Like I got my shit thrown out of the court in, um, November of 2016. Nalani was born in June of 2016, March of 2017, we had landed in Monterey. Mm. Monterey was fucking I'd never been there didn't know about it didn't know fucking anything about it I just went out of Kentucky and I, I just knew it was time for me to go for as much as like we had just talked about all the love and the passion that went into Sway it, it was time because everyone gets that point in their passion and then everyone you gets you gotta the, move on you have to You have yeah. to, and like you have to leave it to someone else you have to be okay to leave it to someone else you know but unfortunately with that I was gone for like a week <laughs> <laughs> and then the place franchised Chef's changed. yeah man so, in a weird way, literally, you know, like, four, li- four years of my life that I was just, like, literally that whole sob story that we just talked about just was just, like... Boy, well, you got to take it with you, though. Oh, absolutely. Ford Ford. And, oh, I'll wow. tell, and I'll tell that story for the rest of my fucking... Yeah, exactly. I have Instagram, That's yours, man. Yeah, I have Instagram Seriously. posts about just, like, how, like, how important Kentucky is to me mm-hmm. in a really fucking weird way. And it just, it, it is what it is. I mean, we all pull from places that we get to. Do you have any more of that beer, like? Yeah.
2: Can I grab some of that?
1: Absolutely, man. Thank you, bro. I mean, we can share. I don't got cooties or nothing. Do <laughs> you want some of this?
2: I'll take a little bit of that.
0: There might be some in the. You want to grab one? You can
1: grab thank you, bro. one? There we go. Okay, thank you.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Should we get another can?
1: Cheers, man. I do know. You got to get the. Man, come on, dog. Uh, I, uh, 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 the bottom ah, no, I'm sorry. There's rookies around here, man. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, got out of Louisville, went to Monterey. Monterey was great. Mm. That's good beer, too
3: that's
2: fucking yo tell us I'm sorry to interrupt but uh, tell us a little bit about this beer dude like what got you to pick this up man um and I I
1: hate sours like with a fucking I didn't even know it
0: was a sour I knew it was like they called it a dessert beer um I just follow a bunch of breweries on Instagram and and they said I I found it yesterday that they're releasing that today and all the ingredients like guava and passion fruit and vanilla kind of appealed and and uh, I knew it was up here So I, I knew I was going to be up here for the day And I was like I'm just going to go grab a beer And usually they sell out Like a lot, a lot of these breweries that are Yeah. Chicago has been like a big IPA On a big IPA kick um,
1: yeah. I am a whore for IPAs I'm, I'm just, just saying I
2: used to hate them and then I started to love them And then I started to hate most of them Because I started to figure out what was good about IPAs And you find out that most of them are not very good No,
1: no, no They're, And a lot of them are and What you got? And we are in a really good city for beer. And I moved here from San Diego, and that's like the, dude, two of the best brewery fucking cities in the fucking country, man. Is San Diego and Chicago. And when my buddy Fred came out to help me watch her when my wife was in Costa Rica, um, I dude, I brought him just because he's a bit he's a big beer head guy too. He's the one that owns like Chef Hat Co. and um, he loves beers, loves flavor. He's a chef too, guy who I met in corner school. And like, I literally just started like, bring him shit. Mm. And I probably, we probably drank like 20 different beers. Cause I was just buying him singles and stuff and like grabbing stuff. And when he left, he's like, I didn't have one single bad beer. Nice. And he's a really hard palate to like, like rope in and like yeah. bring it into.
3: Damn.
2: Dude, I'm th- I think I'm going to stock this for Thanksgiving.
1: Like it's like definitely it's definitely like Thanksgiving-esque flavors. Yeah.
0: They have an Oktoberfest beer too down there. Get
1: some of that too. Um you got any questions that you wanted to kind of pound through? I know
0: yeah, you, sorry, you're man. a
2: very uh, organized mm-hmm. uh, personality.
0: Yeah, what? Well, um what uh Dude, like I said like why smoked meats? Okay. Why? So yeah. What drew you to smoked meats?
2: Yeah.
1: Man, that's a Thanks. Ah, oh, man, I'm about to be lit. So it's a it's a very like Of a silly ass story, but I mean, it kind of makes sense in Laura. So, like I said, when Nilani was born, I'd been working at Sway just like intensely, just like in it to win it, just fucking like just pouring myself into that fucking place. So, Nilani was born, and I had like this week off. And when Nilani was first born, Nilani was really sick, and so we didn't even have a kid to bring home at the time and we would go to the NICU every every day and we go visit her but like you literally go from like 100 to zero there was days where I was just like literally and you can't s-
2: go home with your child
1: yeah and I'm, and I'm literally just like sitting in my living room just like I've never had this much fucking free time in my life and I'm like I don't know what the fuck to do so dude we had this fucking smoker in the back of our apartment in Mon- and it's, it's one of my favorite I favorite of the photos because, dude, because like people like don't understand. Fucking stand. So we had this, this smoker wow. in the, it's a, yeah. The smoker here is a far like cry.
0: F- oh no, it's on, okay.
1: So that thing had been sitting in the back of our apartment for like, I, the guy said like 15 years, rusted, beat the shit, dead, like had holes in it and stuff. Mm-hmm. My neighbor like knew how to weld and stuff. So I was like, yo, just like weld me up these spots and like, I'll give you food. Like I'll fucking smoke you meats. And it was really one of those things where it, it, the passion came out of just, like, idle hands. Because I was just so used to doing so much shit all the fucking time that I just, like, I needed an outlet. I needed somewhere to fucking, like, dump that energy into. Mm. And it started with, like, you know, a rack of ribs. Like, everyone fucking... Sure. Yeah. And then it turned into, like, you know, whole, like, six whole chickens at a time. It turned into, like, turkey legs. It turned into, like, you know, brisket. And But at the time, I wasn't doing... I was doing, like, those little brisket pieces you buy at, like, Kroger and shit. Like just like you know like the little like it's it's called the the point i don't know if you guys are familiar with like meat cuts and stuff but it's not it's not the greatest cut Mm -hmm. of meat but in my mind at the time i was like oh it's fucking brisket you know this that another thing and there was one day where i did one of the little cuts and it was the first time i'd ever used like a spritz like a spray and it changed my fucking perspective on smoked meats because at the hotel we had a smoker but it was electric it was wood chips it just it wasn't as yeah, we, we made good food out of there, but it just, it wasn't, like, it wasn't what I was, like, looking for. Mm-hmm. And then there's this place called Feast in Louisville, um, who are, like, known for their smoked meats. And being from California, that's not a big thing. And so, like, I, like, had slowly, like, started getting into it and stuff. And I remember going there just, like, on a whim. And, like, Anna and I had just left the hospital. She was fine. You know, she was all good. We are fucking hungry, sleep-deprived. And I remember sitting down at this, like, picnic table, having a beer... And like taking a bite and it wasn't even brisket it wasn't even anything like dude having a fucking uh, a spare rib done correctly and with like a little bit of coleslaw that was just done with vinegar and like a little piece of fucking cornbread and yeah, it, they
2: knew what was up man. and it
1: just and it just changing they have like four restaurants even now just
2: putting it together that way they knew what was
1: up man dude and it just like it just changed my outlook on smoked meats because I thought I was doing the damn thing it, with our electric smoker and stuff and it was just like crazy mm-hmm. and so when we moved from Louisville to Monterey my first uh, my first Father's Day was that following June which was right before Nalani's birthday mm-hmm. and so like I'd been like s- like smoking chicken and stuff on and off and stuff but my mom literally bought I mean this, this same smoker she bought this smoker and she like sent it to me off of Amazon or fucking God knows what else and I got it, and it sat in the corner for fucking days, turned into months, turned into fucking, like, you know, half a year. And, like, one day I was just like, fuck it, like, so you you know, unbox it. And, like, dude, it's, it's like fucking, fucking Walmart, you know? It's yeah. just, like, it's just it's just yeah. a fucking hunky piece of shit. It's still missing another fucking, see what that hole is? It should have another one of these. I just threw the piece away. I said, fuck it. Um, but we, like, I, I built it. And it was fucking awesome. And like it was really just sitting on like our, our uh our porch. Like a, yeah. Looking down into Monterey Bay and I did ribs one night and they came out fucking awesome, man. And I was just like, Yeah, dude And then the next time I did ribs, they called the fire department on me. Because like I because like, like the where we lived at was at the top of the peninsula and like the and smoke, you see smoke. Yeah, Yeah, and so like and it's a small town, thirty thousand people, whatever. And uh so they called the fire department you know, so they showed up, knocked on the door, I was just like, What up? <laughs> you know, and it was just Did, it, did you give them some food or? I I tried to and they were just like they were fucking more annoyed than anything. Uh, else. They, they, <laughs> make they should their be annoyed own at, at the person they who called, yeah. like, yeah. man. I wish I could find out who the motherfucking snitch was for Ray. real. Well, well, was could like, have been God. someone in traffic. I mean, somebody freaking out there. Like. Yeah, remember, it's a small town. Say for them, sorry. So then we moved to San Diego after that because we were in Monterey for like probably like seven months. Moved to Mon- uh, San Diego and then it sat in storage for like almost a year and just sat there. And I used to hide like all my weed stuff in it, like all like my, my cannabis shit, and it just like sat in storage and dude. It was something out of a movie where you have clothes piled on top of it. There's, like, shit piled up underneath it. And it just sat. And it sat and it sat. And when we moved out here to Chicago, I remember the movers coming and be like, hey, do you want to take this? And my wife be like, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm like, yeah, like, just, I mean, just fucking, like, pack it up. Like, just, yeah, just throw it on there. Like, do whatever. Brought it out here. Um, It sat in storage for another two months because we were living in... I swear to God, I'm going to fucking throw that. Dude, I thought Anna threw that <laughs> away, <if> real. <you're laughs>
2: She's such a good troll. Uh,
1: but, um, so we got here, and finally, like, we had a backyard. We had a place, like, to do it at. So, before winter hit this last year, I, like, you know, smoked a couple things. Whatever, like, I'd done it. But, but, dude, I got back from San Francisco in January, and I really started, like, thinking about it. And honestly, man, like, I don't know what kind of, like... Like flip the switch for real, cause I just I don't know, man. Cause I went into work one day and I asked if like we could get brisket, and they were just like, "Yeah, but you know," and I was like, "No, I want to pay for it. Like, I want to buy brisket wholesale, so I don't have to pay you know 150 bucks for this fucking brisket. I just want to try it out, cause I was, I'd like been researching a little bit into um, Aaron Franklin and stuff, and like there's a lot of stuff like that Texas barbecue does that like harks back, to, like. Hawaiian barbecue. Oh. You know, like Texas barbecue, you know, they hit the four arm mark and they hit the stall with their brisket, mm-hmm. they wrap it in fucking paper. We do the same shit with fucking pigs, yeah. but just with banana leaves. Right. Oh you, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's yeah. dude, it's all the same fucking shit. We use a chamber in Texas, but we use a fucking pit in the ground in Hawaii. Yeah, right. So right. it's like fuck man, it's all
0: the, it's literally all the can same. Can you can you imagine yeah. how gram worthy that would be if you had a pit in your backyard?
1: What well, you know waits I get a Monterey dog. <laughs> But it was, it, but it was one of those things where it started off as, like, an interest, and it started off as, like, something that, like, cause the labor of love, and, like, harking back, and, like, going back to, like, you know, talking about Louisville and talking about all those other things, like, everything we do as chefs, if you're not gonna, and Aaron Franklin even says, like, dude, if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna put the time and the work into it, you're not gonna have good brisket, you're not gonna have good ribs, because those pieces of meat, those things that you do, like, the ribs I gotta do tomorrow, I'm gonna be up at 4.30, because if you don't put the time and love, it's, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, you'll scoot by. But it's not going to happen. And I've also made the shit that scoots by mm-hmm. in Louisville, in the electric smoker. That was just like, it was Everybody okay. Does. like yeah. It's just
2: like, you you skirt, you know, and it's like, whatever. You
1: and mad get res- that extra hour of sleep. And, and mad respect to, like, you know, the people who use Traegers and stuff. Whatever. I'm just not a fan of, like, you know, the, the soy oil that they use to bind Because I feel it it's like an acrid taste to, like, the smoke. But that's just me. But, like, your weekend warriors, your people going out on boats and stuff great but like to me to build a fire to take care of that fire to make sure the whole chamber is still up to like heat and stuff that's that's something more than just like cooking man you're 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 pouring a day like that's a day we only have so many days on this earth man that's the we ritual. really do that's the ritual exactly it's and like there's this
2: idea that when you enact a ritual basically you are recreating uh-huh the 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 existence of humanity that's what I'm saying, man. And like like you you're you're reenacting Hang on, nothing else to do. like the 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 nature of ritual is to take you back to that creation point.
1: Well, it's,
2: like you're you're bringing that creation point to now. So it's like you're right. saying we're going to go back in time. And then come back to this moment, like, Mm -hmm. like reverse engineer how we got here.
0: Not necessarily. So that last one of the last guests, the knife maker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude. It's it's all captured in that knife, right? So like when, when Schmielers come through and they're like, they're like nomming on your, on your brisket or ribs, it's like, it's like, that's part of your heart and soul in that. It is. Yeah.
1: And that was one of those things where like, you know, with Schmiel and with like the smoking Meats. Yeah, I could have done noodles. Yeah, I could have done ramen. Yeah, I could have done fried chicken. Yeah, I could have done all these other things. But, like, the labor of love that goes into smoking a brisket, to smoking, like, you know, plate ribs. It's, it's, dude, if you're not up at 4 a.m., it's not going to fucking happen. And it's one of those things, too, where, like, yeah, there's a lot of places where, you know, you could cook it the day before and reheat it. And it would still be fucking great. But if you tasted brisket straight off of a smoker that has been rested in fucking paper for an hour it will change your fucking life compared to a brisket that's been like cryovacked, put away, sat for a couple days, put in a sous vide. Still great, still fucking tastes amazing, but to, to taste that off the fucking grill doc, like it is mind altering as a chef and as a person, as someone who's passionate about food. Yeah. It really is because the labor of love that goes into cooking, slow cooking meats and stuff, it, and it's not just like you like toss it in the oven and just like letting it roast for fucking eight hours. No, dude, you got to fucking, like, this fucking side capsule thing, that's my life, man, for a whole day. You got to feed it, you got to nurture it, you got to love it, you got to move your fire around. If if you're getting too much fucking heat into your chamber, it'll burn your meat. You got to make sure the seasons are correct. That's why I only spray with diet uh, pop the first half of the smoke, and then I spray with regular pop the second half of the smoke. Why so, wait, what? Why pop? Because, I mean, one part that's what instagram told me to do no (laughs) no no. but like i spray with with soda pop because like i like those flavors so like in the beginning i started spraying with like baja blast (laughs) i wish (laughs) mountain Dew, motherfucker
2: like vinegar or something
1: well i do i do equal parts vinegar Mm. uh vinegar beef stock and then um root beer Cause there's a lot of people that like I saw on like the online and stuff, and like when I started really doing like the deep dives and like the really like the like the true research into like places that people ain't even heard of out in like Carolinas and like out in like there's this dude in South Carolina. He was on that documentary, Cooked, on Netflix, and man, that dude is the truth, man. Talking about the r- rooter to the tutor, mm-hmm. man. You using everything. You're doing whole hog cooking, mm. and it like saucing it up with the mop and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. either mop till you stop, or you, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this <laughs> yeah, you just get up in there at fucking mop, bro. Or, or, bro, the <laughs> spritz is the shits. Like, I'm gonna get those on fucking, uh, bro, on t-shirts. t-shirts one day. You get that bro, shit on
2: t-shirts, I'll buy it. Bro, <laughs> you haven't that, lived until you've seen someone fucking mop a whole pig. Yeah, like, man. And oh, and oh, oh, just, man. And they're just, yeah. and dude, they're Every just... Every crevice, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, a yeah, legit-ass yeah. mop, yeah. just in there
1: same thing i mean i have the same mop i've been using for the past like i mean like three years and stuff that i got from the guy upstairs who taught me how to like smoke me and it's, and it's and it's like it's like like you were talking with like the knife guys like building a mythos and it's like shit like dude like i'll be using that mop for the rest of my fucking life you know and the the process wow. that, the process that we're making and stuff and like don't get me wrong he's a fucking degenerate shout out chris ferguson i love you to death but he's he's like such a compliment yeah, but he, but he, I mean, he was an alcoholic. He like just didn't have his life together, but you know what he did? He taught me how to fucking smoke meat. Yeah. And like super, 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 super like generic, like just like the bare basics. And then I took that and I bought Aaron Franklin's cookbooks. I got online, I did the research. Yeah, dope. It's like cool. Like we cook for 5,000 people, but like, no, like I want to cook for 10 and I want that meal to be fucking excellent. So it's the same outlets and it's the same extremes you're putting towards like Mission Star food, but towards. A brisket, or towards like with a
2: damn mop on a pig, like like it's crazy. You can take the same level of execution with just like these really rudimentary looking tools.
1: That's what I'm but saying. But that know-how man. that comes through is and, everything. And that know-how you can't find, like that shit. They you don't can't teach in school. You, you can't man. fake it. Because when we had barbecue class in like corner school. They weren't telling me to use a mop or a spray. They were telling me, like, just the fucking, like, you know, you you roast the pig, you roast the fucking primal cuts, whatever. No, like, you have to find someone. I mean, now it's different nowadays because now you're, you know, the the internet is...
2: The Internet changed everything because it's like, you know, you can just get, like, at your... But then again, there becomes this whole notion of uh, what's trustworthy sources. So, like, for example, I'll go out and I'll look at some reviews, and I'm like, to be honest, I don't trust, like... 85% Eighty-five percent of these mm. reviews, I don't trust them at all because I know these people have bullshit palettes. Mm. They like they're about
1: the gram. They're about like the whole ambiance. Funny story though, because like this whole Aaron Franklin thing. Because like technically on paper, right now Aaron Franklin's the best. He's the most influential. Like if you if you Google it, he's like the top pit right now, and that's mm. what like you know the internet tells you. And I wasn't about that shit for a long time. Like I was yeah. trying to find these guys in like North Carolina, South Carolina, like these dude, these like deep Southern. Dude, because those guys are gonna fucking teach you something. Yeah, until those dudes
2: that don't want to fucking teach you at first. Exactly. They're just like, "Yo, get the fuck off my property." <laughs> like that's the guy you. And they're like learn going out with a fucking shotgun <laughs> with the bloodhound. That's the guy and you want to learn from. You gotta fuck, like, yeah.
1: gotta get in there. But then until I read like Aaron Franklin's story and about how he started in a trailer park and he just he just started researching and he started trial and error and he started with something like this and he just built literally just a fucking empire and I, and I, and that's the thing like because I only had known him from like. Food Network and Top Chef and like these like you know like we all want to look to those people because that's what the industry and that's what like social media tells us to do but until you actually do the research and Aaron Franklin struggled for a long long fucking time he's
2: like a 20 year overnight success Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, love, I, I love in. that. Yeah. But everyone <laughs> thinks he was just an overnight yeah. success because yeah. he started doing really good brisket like like eight years ago. Yeah. But th- no one sees before the eight right. years he spent fucking five years fuck, eating Top Ramen in his care. fucking trailer park. You know, yeah. so it's just like it's, it's all fucking relative, man. It uh, is. And I'm not saying like that's what I want to do, but it's like that's like. It gives you perspective.
0: It's like, well, okay, well, I have to put in the work in before I can shine, to, you know, man. like that's. Yeah.
1: And that was just a dude that was just like, fuck, dude. Like, I just, like, he's, like, I was just, like, he's, just like, I, I like smoking meat. And, yeah. he, and he created this just, like, fucking empire. So if man. you
0: continue doing what you love, the money will come.
1: I, it's also, too, like, you I have to be so just man. plugged in because, like, most people are
2: not, like, the, the I think the average person is just kind of, like, going about the day and just kind of, like, taking it as it comes to them. And they're not really getting plugged into gotta, a particular dude, culture. You
1: got to go get it, man. Yeah,
2: like, you got to really bring it in. Like, we were talking about before. You brought your culture. You said, "Like I'm gonna go find my culture and to, and bring it to myself. I'm not gonna like expect it to come in and reveal itself to Absolutely. me. It's my job to go and fucking chew on it and drink uh, from that fire hose until I can't drink no more. Like that, and dude. really just get it, you know.
1: And that's the one thing. I mean, cause all Like I had a chef tell me one day, and it, it's like you know, there's so many interactions in the kitchen. Like you don't know what the fuck you're doing half the time." And I remember half like half the time it's like being drunk, but go ahead. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like you're just like okay. With a fucking blindfold on. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. With a really, happening. really fucking sharp knife in your hand. Oh my. Yeah. And it, and I remember one day like I was fucking up or something. I was doing something stupid, and we had an interim chef, and I had missed like a, like a, a EO or something. Like I, I had completely just like fucked off and like like had missed an entire party for someone, and I was like, what well, was never fucking given to me? Mm. I was like, no one, no one. I was like, no one ever walked the EO. No mm. one ever brought this to me. No yeah. one ever fucking came you to me. went through like
2: the, the 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 fucking bureaucratic like you know blah yeah. blah like let's no go one, through the chain of command shit. Yeah no
1: one ever came to me was like you like you need to cook this food right no 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 one ever did and yeah. my chef was just like the fuck he's like chef and I was like no no one ever then yeah. like you know I, I fucking blah 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 and he was like you need to go get the information
3: mm. yeah. You mm.
1: need to find the information yeah you need to search for the information and I remember him saying that and being like, "Holy fuck, that's a lot deeper than just this fucking fifteen-person part of that I missed." And and that's what like I kind of like you know that's why I have a hundred cookbooks in my house and that's why I, like I like I spend more time on the internet than I should because you know people are doing stuff out there, people are doing things that are not happening anywhere else. And like, are you guys familiar with Dan Barber and Blue Hill Farm? And so Dan Barber is a first and foremost a blessing to our culture and our lives as human beings he's a three mission star chef he owns two farms and one mission or one three mission star restaurant in new york Mm -hmm. and he cares more upstate new york yeah yeah it's it's in the cut it's like out and he was on top chef or uh, uh chef's table he was like the very first episode and like he's grown so much more than them and i remember sitting up one night and like you know just like doing what we all do doing the Instagram thing right, like right, going up in there. and I just like stumbled upon his like story and it was literally they were doing um like rooter to the tutor they were doing like snout to tail cooking right which we're we all familiar with now we're all great and do it everyone knows about it very few people do it so this motherfucker did that and then went a step further so they were smoking meats they were doing the brisket they were doing the cheeks they were doing like I think like the tongue and stuff which is all great and Danny and everything so then this motherfucker went and took the bones out of the, out of the, out of the, out of, out of the carcass, out of the carcass, like the leftover bones that no one else uses that they usually like throw in a stock or whatever. Right. And you got to think in, in, in that mindset, like, yeah, they go into the stock, but then they still get thrown out. Right. It still goes in the trash. Like you're still having composition pieces. So he took those bones after the stock, took them, put them in this fucking like blast chamber in a fire and made them into char. Killed them, dried them out, and then used them in his smoker mm. for the meats. Wow! So you are literally coming full circle, man. Not just full circle, man. You are going full fucking like you're doing a full rotation of the earth. Like you, like you are literally building food from, from food, like. You're dust
2: the dust ashes the ashes man like man yeah. wow. that is real shit and yeah. and that's
1: like and like you know my little thing on the side just like you know like but like that's why i started like drying out like pineapple mm. skins because mm. i saw that shit and i was just like holy fuck like, like what else can i use yeah, yeah like what like because right. yeah. obviously i don't have whole cows like hanging in my right. fucking garage and you and stuff. just get a whole different profile of heat yeah you know and it's like so like i i was really really worried that i was getting a lot of acrid smoke because they weren't gonna be dry enough yeah but so At the Hyatt, we have so many fruit peels. Just so, because like, dude, we're, 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 dude, you're prepping for Three thousand people like you have hundred and twenty pounds of just pineapple. Peels. Well, do you just throw them in like a dehydrator or some shit or like. No, like they, they they those all go to the trash. So I started like. No, I'm I'll, saying like when you use them. No, dude, I just put them on sheet pans and put them in the fucking oven <laughs> oh, overnight. For sure, yeah. Yeah. So I set my oven to like a hundred, 170 degrees. Gotcha. You just level up. Because that's how that's how I was taught I you. with my shit. You're like fucking dehydrator. <laughs> yeah, <dude>. you're like. <laughs> I'm not rich enough for that shit. <laughs> But, like, I literally just, like, I had, like, six sheet pans, and I just, like, stacked them, you know, this way, that way, this way, that way, and I just man. lined them up, and I just let them go overnight, and, you you know, pull them out the next day, and, like, some of them were a little bit more moist than other ones, and I was just, like... Those bottom boys. I was... Yeah, and I was, like, you know, this may fuck up my whole smoke, and I was, you're, like...
0: You're willing to experiment. Fuck it, man. I mean, if you're... You don't know until you know. You got to, man! You
2: but you that's know. where, like,
1: that, like, pineapple rind smoking stuff kind of came from, was, like, that Dan Barber, like... Okay, so if Dan Barber's going to use a whole cow, what oh. can I do to mirror that? What can I do in my personal life, in my little bubble, in my spectrum, can I do to help the earth, to help whatever the fuck you want to help, to help Mother Nature, to help, you know, the con- whatever you want to Yo, fucking-
2: Logan, yo, what you're going to do is you're going to start a product company and you're going to sell people dried pineapple <laughs> rinds to, yes! th- to smoke their meat. Yes! dude because i'm telling you man like and you're going to fucking put root beer on (laughs) (laughs) the. like i'm serious dude you're gonna fucking like root beer and ipas (laughs) like 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 like, no lie if he fucking like turns it into i'm telling you that's the whole reason i got into products i got into (laughs) products because you can sell to everybody anywhere he ships international yo dude i have a i have customers like in fucking switzerland and shit like for the coffee for yes Yes, bro bro yo
1: (laughs) there's a big fucking smoked meat community in switzerland
2: that's yo swiss people are on everything dude they're on some other shit they're on everything they're buying my coffee they're fucking still using silver and gold money like they are plugged into everything but in any case though man turn that shit into a product like i'm telling you if you you sell people pineapple rinds and show them like tutorials how to fucking smoke, <laughs> oh my bro, god, bro, that was like that's the hack,
1: man. But when when I started throwing those pineapple rinds into the fire and like it, like and it created and it created white smoke and not black smoke, yeah. And I remember sitting back and just being like, "Fuck, man!" Like that was like the first time I had like a, like an epiphany since you, you know knew like what was the up. fried chicken because mm. I was just like, "Like fuck, like man, like I'm doing something." Wow. Like, it was it was one yeah dude now and it's little
0: shit the it's, next next level what about infusing coffee into it?
1: I mean, if you want to give me a bunch of beans, dude, it, I can fucking give you whatever you want. Like when it comes like, to that coffee stuff, man, I feel it would take a lot of beans to fucking get that fire going. We'll see what's up. And now, I also, uh, I also how, get,
0: how much of his, is is it beans or actually spritzing?
1: Oh, for the for like the the smoking. Yeah. So with smoking, meats, it depends on what we're doing. So like usually i've actually become more of a spritz person than a mop person which i mean is like a subculture in like smoking meats it just depends on where you're at man and if i do like like say i do like pork belly that gets mopped because it's just it's just the the nature of the beast and it's a shorter amount of time and it's the same thing with like chicken i mean that
2: spritz is not gonna really penetrate no yeah
1: but with like you know like a brisket or with like plate ribs or with like you know like any of those, like, bigger, bigger cuts of meat or, like, mm-hmm. a, a quarter cow or, like, a steamship or anything, and you're smoking it, you need the spritz because, one, that smoke's going to accumulate on your piece of meat, and you're not going to be able to see that meat. And you don't want to touch it. You don't want to fuck with it. You don't want to, like, you know, open up your chamber or anything. So that spritz is going to, like, clear literally that residue are off of it. Are you spritzing
2: through a hole in the the grill? Like, oh, no,
1: I, I, you lift I mean, it up I mean, some, some people do. Some people are really nah, – no, I wow. open that bitch up, and I'm just –
0: that's intense. You you I didn't. That's a, I didn't know that was a thing. Good for I'm you. I'm just man. curious,
1: yeah, like yeah. But there's I mean there's also people though that like will only spritz maybe like every like hour and a half, two hours. Like no, nah, I'm about that. Because like life yeah, dog. You, you like, gotta make it count when you do yeah, open it. Yeah, you can't just yeah, yeah. open. It's like no man. And that's why I mean that's why we have the thermometers too. Exactly. Because, like that I need way to you know. To open it. You yeah, know, I need yeah. to know where the heat. And like I'm not that I'm not about like the digital thermometers and stuff. And that, right. like Like everyone has their own things, but I would rather just keep that. Chamber closed and not have to like fuck with like you know apps or anything. Like I just want to walk out to my smoker, see that I need to throw another log in, look at thermometers, right. and be like, okay, like I know where it's at. And I've smoked enough meats where I can do that. Well, I know it's kind of like and that's why Traeger is such a fucking like ah, to so many people because you can get that smoked meat, you can do ribs. I mean, my mom owns, owns sounds Traeger. Yeah, 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 and I, I mean. and I get it. And it's fucking awesome, and it's cool, and it's great for like the weekend warrior stuff. But like, if you really I've eaten Traeger meat, and I've eaten, like, real true blue smoked meat. World of fucking difference. Yeah, I mean, it's like,
2: if you get your average Joe, and then you give him a Traeger, and then you tell him, like, all right, let's yeah. do the real deal, like, they'll, they'll taste better on the Traeger. Yeah. So, for them, it's, it's like... Because it's, it's built in. Yeah, it's, exactly. Built in.
1: And, and I get that. And it's like, you know, where our culture is moving towards, like, you know...
2: The Traeger, it's, it's the Kool-Aid for them, though. It's like, it's yeah. how they get actually yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah, Like, you know, like I didn't, you said, okay. weekend Warriors, man. Yeah. I didn't start off with Kyoto-style coffee, you know? Yeah. Like, I just started yeah. off with regular-ass yeah. drip coffee. Fuck yeah, you were and going to Starbucks. like, oh, shit, wait a minute. Oh, you oh, know, and oh. then next thing you know, you're a fucking making coffee at home. Like, with a, a fucking drip going constantly. Like, like, in my house, from, like, 2013 to 2015,
1: you would always hear... Cause well, I had my own
2: dripper at home Fucking slow dripping coffee and, and all day
1: I have mad appreciation for that Cause I mean I don't have anything going right now But When Before we knew we were going to Monterey Like I was fermenting All my own vegetables And all my own fruits and stuff And you know I was making my own kombucha Because I Once again Because why well, pay three dollars Like for a bottle When you can make a whole man Yeah And like It got to the point where like My scoby was so, so thick That like I, like I was We weren't gonna be able to transport it I had a Yes baby I had I had to throw it out because my wife was like that sucks our, man. I was like our my wife was like our kitchen smells like vinegar. I'm like that's a good thing. <laughs> like, Thank you. Yeah, I was like that's a that's a compliment. <laughs> but no, it was just like I mean you can't trans like I can't send a Scoby to California. Yo, you throw it in the high man. I know, right? Yeah. And then you got to get your hotel going like your Scoby yeah. hotel and stuff. But I mean, a lot of knowledge that I've gained. I mean, given like there's people like Jacob and like Pietro and stuff, who I've I've I've, I I just like I shave it off of them, man. Yeah, like I follow them around with a fucking like peeler, just like yeah. I just want all this fucking yeah, yeah. But there's other stuff you just gotta go find. You just gotta, dude. You gotta buy the books. You gotta fucking do it, man. I'm one of those type of assholes where I've been giving away a lot of books lately because we're trying to like dial down and stuff. And, like, I open up books I haven't looked at in years, mm. you know? And there's, like, notes and there's, like, highlights. And there's, I'm just like, fuck, I can't give this to anybody. But, but then you give this to someone and people are like, dude, I would much rather have this and, like, see where your mind was at at the time. Precisely. And just, and, like, Precisely. you know, that's why I always buy my books used, like, off the of line. Because just, I'm just, because there was one time I got, I mean, I don't know if you guys ever read Night by Ellie Weasel. It's, like, the Holocaust book and stuff. Oh, no. You know? uh-uh. no. it's it's Dude, it's literally, like, it's, like, 45 pages. It's in a very intense read and it's very intense like we read it in high school and then I read it again like this last year and it's a lot different having a kid it's kind of like the Viktor Frankl book like yeah you know. it's 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 a fucking lot it's a yeah. fuck, but the the fucking copy I got offline had like all these like notes in it mm-hmm. from someone who was like studying it and was like talking about like psychology and like Nazi psychology compared to like Jewish psychology it was a fucking immense read. Mm-hmm. And it, might, it was only like 145 pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like that's why I always buy used books. But that's why I'm also like trying to like scribble in all my books so someone else can fucking Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been dumping a bunch of books in our uh, like leave a book, take a book Aww. thing. Oh, oh that's nice. good for you. Yeah. Dude. That's yeah. awesome, Because yeah. so cool. I mean, I mean, yeah. Books are a huge. I've always been a huge part of my life, and it's just something that I've always been really like. I love books. Like books are fucking great, you know. Yeah. And I write shitty short stories about space nights and fucking, you know, like space Jesus and stuff. But do people are just, you know, you can give a book to a person. It's a lot more than giving someone a DVD. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it, yeah. that, it resonates a lot. I think more. books are more important now than ever because, like, honestly, <sighs> we are encroaching on Fahrenheit 451. Yeah. dog. yeah. Like, we yeah. Are, We're
2: encroaching, and then also too, knowledge is just like it's hard to trust information but knowledge is undeniable you know and like if you're willing to put it into a book and like go through the whole process of making that like unerasable once it's in the book it's in a book Yeah. Like and especially if you, you can published. take it back because yeah. of what
0: cost of and en- uh, that and yeah. the cost of entry to make a book is a little harder than just making a post on instagram it
2: is and it's just like once you put the book out there at a certain point just through the process it's like okay is this what you want to print and like make yeah, man. you know thousands you got, of copies you, you got of. editors
1: you got fucking people, people out there. Like, yeah.
2: hounding you saying is this what you want in the book and you're like yes once you commit to that, you can't go back no, and man. bullshit it. Like, I see people put out, like, all these stories, like, news stories, whatever the fuck. On they, Instagram, they on they Facebook. They get it wrong, like, Yeah. And then they just go and erase it, and it's, you like, it never see, fucking happened.
1: You always see it on the bottom of, like, the the, 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 the articles and stuff where it's just, like, asterisks. Like, asterisks, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. We, we fucked up. Like, exactly. You know, it's too- we fucked
2: up. It was uh, 2 plus 2 is 4, not 18. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's just, like, some shit where it's – right now, it's so easy with digital media – to just like absorb it the shit out and, and not absorb the right thing yeah and like the first story will reach more people than the correction mm-hmm. so it's like you people have abused uh i'm gonna ask for forgiveness instead of permission they've abused that model oh, they've abused that model and now i don't trust the fucking thing man i don't trust a thing like it's a tough thing to hack dude like the only thing i trust now is just like my own wisdom from being on this planet for 32 years and saying okay I know it sounds like bullshit, and I know it doesn't sound like bullshit. Right, so, right, right. like, I'm going to go with that, and I'm just going to be a person who is willing to give a person the benefit of the doubt, but at the same mm-hmm. time not be a sucker. Yeah, yeah. And then just take it from there and just, like, know that, you know, you
1: have the right intentions as far as, like, trying to square everything out. And things get, like, oversaturated, too, right now, you know, because, you know, everyone wanted to cry for Amazonia, and everyone w- wants to cry for everything else, like, I mean, where's the cry for the Bahamas, man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Like, the, Bahamas, like the Bahamas, are, Bahamas are erased. The Bahamas are literally... Erased. Well, and the reason why it hit so strong... Oh,
3: child.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why the Bahamas hit so hard for us is because before this Monterey job came up... I know, we gotta just switch the feet, okay? Um... We were actually looking into... I was actually wanting to transfer to Bahamar, which is a huge... She's got two right ones. I know. I this one's looser. Um, we were actually looking to go down to the Bahamas, and hi was going to like pay the full thing a couple months ago, and it just wasn't the right time, and <laughs> my chef was like, you know, like... <laughs> Come on, man. Give the guy a high five.
2: Mm-hmm. She's like, good. nah. So like, so
1: but are we... Thought we were moving down to the Bahamas like three months ago. Um, because there was like a job opportunity with Hyatt and stuff, and things fell through, it just wasn't like the right time. They didn't they weren't offering enough money, and so we were just like, Okay, put it on the back burner, then Monterey came up, and then literally like three days ago, it was 18 feet underneath the fucking water. Mm, yeah, and man. And I, I was know. just like, Man, and you see these you see these people riding in attics and shit I was like yo, I'm not trying to like do that to my kid man like it's one thing if I go and do that like yeah, it's, it's a open whole different shit yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah like I can survive on fucking peanuts and you know piss but my kid I yeah. mean my kid needs to live a life you know and that, that the whole situation
2: in the Bahamas too like kind of highlighted something to me which is like so there are militias forming in the Bahamas to make sure that people are yeah, not stealing things. It's getting it's getting, it's getting, getting crazy. Like, oh. like, like, there are militias forming of residents in the Bahamas making sure that no one's wow. getting robbed. Because there's chaos. Like, the Bahamas were uh, destroyed. So there are people who are, like, Mad Max, do or die. And Better mind, you than me.
1: And mind you, the Bahamas, I mean, w- like, only has maybe, like, 60,000 people. Exactly. In, in, in it's given. not like
2: a... It's not like...
1: No, and 10,000 of those are, are fucking... Uh, are, like tourists yeah and then you have like a lot of retirees all kinds of stuff right yeah man but in any case they're performing
2: militias down there to keep stability wow and like Mm -hmm. the thing that like you know and you can feel however you want about this particular thing but i'm like yo dude don't fucking touch the second amendment because it's like if shit hits the fan i'm not trying to give up my right to protect myself my family my friends like all that
1: shit man you got to be able to cap them that's why i keep a fucking uh baseball bat you gotta
2: be able to form A protective unit that keeps the fucking peace because you don't know what like we're we're on a rock that is going around a star.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Like flying at the speed of like like we're 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 (laughs) we're, we're
2: flying super fast. Yeah. Okay. Around a star, and you just don't know what the fuck could happen.
1: And I and I hate like I hate I mean I love Joe Rogan and like a lot of people. Oh yeah. But like Joe Rogan put the best. We are literally just evolved monkeys fucking aliens on a fucking organic spaceship yeah. that is literally just space. Yeah. That is literally the only reason we're here is because the sun is bigger than us. Yeah. And because we just got trapped in the fucking, the pole orbit of the orbit. That's the only fucking reason dog. But like, if the sun just hiccups, like, <laughs> Oh, we're all dead. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, <laughs> right? All of a sudden, it's like, I'm or even wi- worse, because I'm like, waiting for that. Yo, I'm really praying yo, for that.
2: Dude, because dude, being dead is actually better than what could happen, which is, oh, it just fucks up all of our telecommunications, and we're just like in a Mad Max situation where it's like dog eat dog. I mean, I w-
1: They're a puppy. wouldn't mind that. They're <laughs> it would be interesting. Yeah. But my buddy, Aaron, uh, my really good friend Aaron, I used to wrestle with, he is a lieutenant in the United States Navy. And I went to him with, to Comic Con, and we were you know we were waiting for tacos. And he's very you know very right wing, very like you know. Oh okay. Mil- military is like you know. Yeah. Mil- military is life, and I and I get it. Like I get it, man. Dude, you need people like that, like because I do not have a big enough dick to go get on that fucking battle line. I really don't. Like as much as I fucking think I'm tough, but he was telling me because I you know you start asking those questions, just like fuck, man, like you know, do you like Trump? He's like, yeah, no, fuck no like oh yeah don't pump don't don't pump attention but he was like no he's a fucking idiot he's like but i will tell you what he's dropped less bombs than obama did yeah i was like that's real shit but then he started going into like you know to talk about war and i was like well you hear all this shit going on with sudan and like you know korea i was like how i was like aaron how worried should i be about korea and like he started like laughing and he was just like that's he's like creating more shit man he's like you should be worried about fucking china He's like China's building islands in the Pacific Ocean so they can watch us. Dude, he's 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 not even right about that though. Like like, I mean he's he's right about that in terms of that's what they
2: were doing. But here's what you should really worry about: the dollar.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, we should all be fucking because the, the moment, dollar's collapsing. Well, because the moment that goes to yeah, fucking shit, it's collapsing. all gonna be yeah. dude, It's all gonna be fucking the you.
2: dollar's collapse. Like as a world standard reserve currency. Because you got think. I mean, so. that's what
1: we all depend on. Exactly man. the stability it, it's, of that. It's and it's wild. And it's not even a paper anymore. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a Google it's transaction. It's a, yeah, it's a uh, a a ledger entry. Yeah, man. And you credit know, credit and debit. Yeah. Here's
2: here's one of the crazy things that
1: was. Planned. And you and like, how much money do you think in your lifetime you, you've used with that? How many times have you used your debit awesome. card? All so the much. frickin' time. How much? Time. But how much money in whole? Like between you know the fu- the hundred, four of, us, thousands of thousands, dollars. Hundreds of yeah, hundreds so of dollars. So like say yes. like say like just like you know like there's a hundred thousand dollars sitting between the four of us on our debit cards right mm-hmm. and we've we've used it back and forth for the last like three years no i ain't never seen a dollar of that mm-hmm. i've never seen a piece of gold or a piece it's of silver back, yeah, it's, it's not forth. real man it doesn't exist it's, not real. it's a fugazi yeah i will tell you what like everyone wants to hit on like you know wolf of wall street but like dude the moment um what's his name uh they keep DiCaprio getting... or uh, no, uh, uh jordan Belfort? jordan Belfort. no no i'm not even talking about that his his mentor fuck what's his name uh homeboy they're sitting in the, the thing, the restaurant. Like, yeah, the and it's ha, na, 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 yeah. what's his name? What's his name? Like I don't
2: know his real name. Uh, anyway, though. <laughs> <What>? yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. Match
0: oh, Matthew McConaughey Oh, I was McC- thinking of his, the real guy's name. No, no, no no, name. no, no,
1: no, no. Matthew McConaughey hit it on the fucking hand man. It's all fucking Fugazi. It's all oh, the fucking either, man. Yeah, yeah. All and so like anytime I like, dude, my wife makes so much fun of me because she's like, oh this this. I'm like, yeah, because it's a fucking Fugazi. It's fucking out there, man. It's all it all exists but it's in the, tr- the there. But it's the truth. Like, think about it. There's so much shit that happens that we don't see in the fucking like for like, because like you think back. Okay, this is gonna this is gonna get really fucking weird. This is gonna get out there. So you think back in like the 1800s, right? You know, Salem witch trials, right? Chick was fucking hot. Chick was had huge tits. Fucking great piece of ass. La, 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 la. Yeah, I know. But she right, was right. she was fucking burned at the stake because like they thought because she was a witch she looked sexy. Like that, like that was a big part of being you, a fucking if you,
2: witch. If you deviated, like there, yeah, there was this you, whole thing, like if you're a temptress, like blah blah blah. If yeah, you deviate and if from you the norm, boil it down, man. Yeah,
1: there's shit happened because sh- like and shit wasn't seen. Mm-hmm. It was all the fucking food. It was all so the much either. of it was like mind games.
2: Yeah, like like, like before. I mean, even now it's mind games, but even back in the day when people were, like, really, like, kind of stupid, like, as far as, like, their sophistication, you could just trick people. Like, there's this idea that if you went back, like... A you really, stole my like, you stole my
1: dog. No, like, that's like, been my dog the entire time. You just had him for a little bit. Like if a really yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> if, if a really good magician went back in time, he could start a religion. And I like, you just, know what I'm saying. And I hate Family Guy. Like, like oh, with the Jesus thing. Where he's like, yeah. 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 But it's real it's shit. Like, it's, it's real, real shit. shit. Yeah. you could just it's, get fucking fast with your hands. But here's, here's the thing: the thing people though. for a lot of fucking things, and it's still the same thing you you see nowadays. It hasn't changed. You're selling a product. It hasn't. changed. Everyone's selling a fucking product, and it doesn't matter if it's like actually has like a dollar. Like no, and with. You know Instagram and Facebook and all this other shit and like these Instagram mo- and like God bless. Yeah, I feel your like souls. Instagram is like dude. If I was low a woman,
2: because we've mentioned trials. we've mentioned it so many times. I feel like Instagram is like low key the mind control center
0: of our our existence right but now. But that's the thing. It's like we're not. All of us, we're not trying to push anything on anyone. Nope. We're just spreading good vibes out there. We and are. if anyone is attracted to that, that's all. They, they can, wither, you know, we're welcome, but, like, we're not pushing anything. No agenda. No, no, no. Not, no not, but there's like there's are. there
2: there what there, There's a tendency for people to just do it anyway. <sighs> that That's what people call, like, when you talk about, like, sheep behavior or herd behavior. Mm-hmm. There's, like, just a tendency for people to just do it anyway, even though no one's forcing you to do
1: it. Wake the fuck up. Yeah, there's, a, you know, it, it is what it is, man, you know? that's i mean dude in 1987 there was a man andre i always want to say arlowski because that was the fighter but it was our Ar- Arrowski. he that's so close he did a social experiment he stood in front of a, a red door he stood in front of a red door in the middle of Mas- moscow he stood there for like three hours after three hours someone got lined behind him didn't know what the fuck and he was people in- just lined the fuck up dude after eight hours there was 180 people behind him waiting for nothing <laughs> just because he was standing there it's in our fucking mentality i mean dog. there was an experiment in... that's interesting yeah. what that's done with chimps that, that proved the same thing they, but they... that's why instagram is so successful that's yeah. why facebook is so successful because we want to be part of something that we don't even know the bigger fucking... than yourself
3: yeah man everyone wants to be trends
1: everyone wants to be woke everyone wants to be on that fucking ship everyone wants to be fucking the first one to be like you know beyonce is the the second coming to jesus and shit like we're a culture that just wants we are so obsessed with being part of one but wanting to be by ourselves so hard. Hmm.
2: It's hot takes and reaction videos.
1: And vines. Hot
2: takes. That's all all it is. Because you just want to know what the fuck other people think. You're just like oh how should I feel about this? It's like uh, the Dave Chappelle joke when um he talks about after I Hurricane it. Katrina. I already, yeah, I know where the and they were way. like interviewing Ja Rule. <laughs> He's like, How am I supposed to feel about this? Oh, let's ask Ja Rule. Like, <laughs> who the fuck cares what Ja Rule has to say about the you know it's But like, it's still gonna go out there. Exactly. And
1: that's the thing, like, I mean you see, everyone sees the hashtags and shit. That's why, like, dude, I hashtag my shit on the fucking, like, left spectrum. Because I don't fucking... Yeah, you don't care. give a shit. I don't fucking...
0: Sponsor care. me, 7-Eleven. Dude.
1: dude, that's all I fucking want. <laughs> dude, I don't I, I understand. I just want free shit. That's all I want. I'm not, I'm not looking for, like, a paycheck. No, I want free firewood that I have to spend 60 bucks on every time I smoke meats. I want fucking free meat that I have to spend 60 bucks on every time right. I smoke meat.
2: Give <laughs> like, me some fucking dried pineapple. I got you, know you know dog. I get, at it. Shit, I get that shit free.
0: <laughs> dude, I got that dude, shit free. In five years, you're going to have some Ryan's going. I Yo, he's going to have fucking coconut husk. He's going to have like. <laughs>
1: dude, <laughs> if I could find him here, yeah. I would fucking ha- well, Coconut uh, husk is that shit. If I could find him for free. That's the Because yeah, 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 I get the I'm, pineapple Ryan. Right. Because that was actually the original thought I had. I was like, oh, dude, fucking pineapple's hella dry. Like, you have the fucking husk. Like, dude, that shit lights like a motherfucker. Yeah. That was like. There's no pineapple in Chicago. <laughs> you know, before you know it, I mean, I like, oh, dude, like, weed's
2: going to be legal like, here next year, so Yo, uh, yeah, we're yeah, just yeah. going to be smoking yeah, meat with weed. We're just going to be smoking <laughs> it with weed. Like, that's just going to be crazy, like, when it's legal here. Yeah. yeah, I
1: got, like, eight pounds of butter in my fridge, so oh, don't I should have brought some edibles for you guys. I'm sorry. Damn. Damn. Oh, I got, like, 20 edibles in my... Fr- oh, yeah. they, they, If you guys want they one before you leave, like... <laughs> no, like
0: <laughs> um, good segue into creative freedom. When you're building your team... Where here or in Monterey? All right. How, how what are you looking for? What, what qualities are you looking for? Do they need to be trained like classically trained? Do they, no. What, what do they no. need? What What are you looking for when you're when you're training?
1: Common sense.
3: Mm. I mean, that's, that's is
0: this done in an interview? Like, how do you?
1: So I I honestly like I haven't interviewed people in a long time, and the way I kind of fell into interviewing for especially chef positions and cook positions because it's such a fucking intense progress now. When I was in Louisville. And I remember when I fired somebody, I had 32 interviews for a breakfast cook position. And and this is, I mean, I'm not talking about being like a CEO of Google. I'm not talking about like, no, you're making $12 an hour flipping fucking eggs. And I have to right. do fucking 31 interviews. Like, what the fuck is going on? But you start meeting people and like, given half of them, I would interview and then their background check would just be fucked oh. up you know and I'm not want to talk about it because like I got my own it bullshit is it sure is sure sure yeah, yeah.
2: You, but you have a criteria that you have to I to.
1: don't Hyatt does exactly
2: uh, what they okay, hold okay. you to it yeah, okay. so, yeah. yeah. Like, like, okay. you,
1: I would hire you because I don't no. really care
0: how much creative freedom are they giving you to create a menu
1: well like and that's like, that's the division too like right now when I was in Louisville or like Going to Monterey now, Monterey. So like going into Monterey, I'm hyped because we have a brand new restaurant. There you go. And I need, and they literally told me like during the interview, like they need culinary like perspective, and they need a culinary like, a like vision. Yeah, yeah, like like yes. a vision. Where I'm just like, buy me a fucking smoker. <laughs> like spend that Hyatt money on that smoker, you whore. Um, but like when I was in Louisville, like we always had to have the staple of fried chicken, which I mean we talked about in like. That was what it was, but we were able to do, like, fucking anything else. And, mm. I mean, when I was in Monterey the first time, we were doing, like, wild shit. So, I was just like, fuck it, man. I mean, just I was just like, dude, the the the, ship sh- the ship's sinking. Like, dude. So, no, you just might as well just... Yeah, might as well just fucking do just it, Just keep man. playing while uh, the ship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, dude, fuck it all. But fucking the, Titanic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> dude, it was a rough last couple of months, but it wasn't as bad as when I was in San Diego, and I took over this place called Japango, and uh, yeah, so japanga was open the year i was born in 1989 <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and it was it's like it was a hyatt staple back in the day at the time like when they opened there was one in maui there was one in san diego and then there was one in vegas and one in miami the first one to close was miami the second one was close was vegas and then i took on the job in monterey or in uh san diego and La Jolla as like the, exec, uh, the executive chef of the restaurant, but chef de cuisine of like the hotel. And so I took it out, and when they, I, when I went in there, they were just like, "Look, like the lease is up in March, probably not gonna re-sign it. Do what you can do, but here's the job if you want it." And they, the, the, they just like threw a lot of money at me. I was like, "Fuck it, yeah, like whatever, man. Like wow. I've already been bouncing around long enough. Like I don't give a shit." And so went in. I replaced the old chef de cuisine who had been there for fucking 25 years you know and the hot the hot food was just aching to be revamped and redoing nice. and like with my background like what i was doing at the time like i really really have a strong passion for asian cuisine and like it, and it doesn't matter like chinese japanese mongolian fucking tibetan i do i don't give a fuck like i'll do the research and like i just like i love those flavors like i love the things coming out like especially like southeast asia where it's like intensity on intensity on intensity you got lemongrass you got garlic you got like scallion you got dude ganjang dude you have so much coming out like korea and like southern china it's it it doesn't get highlighted as much as it should but it's it's fucking there man you got it, mad fermentations what's, coming out what's, of there is it? Is it
0: called banchan in korean barbecue
1: Oh, dude, I got banchan in in my my kit
0: back there. That's what I'm saying. It's like, how many different flavors in banchan are there in even just Korean barbecue? It's insane.
1: So with banchan, I mean, you have Korean banchan, but then you also have, like, Japanese banchan. And the true banchan comes from Japan, and that's the original OG shit, because they started filtering those pieces of charcoal for water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or are you talking about something different? I was talking about, like, the appetite, like, the, the condiments. Oh, I was talking about the charcoal. Me my too. Mind- I, I was thinking about the it. charcoal no, guys- as well. <laughs> my mind always goes to fire, dog. You guys know, <laughs> it's it's
3: like, so
2: me and you were good. both thinking about the fucking charcoal. <laughs> I was, so, dude. It's so good. <laughs>
0: it's I'm, just, like- I'm just thinking how many different flavors yeah. there are. Guys. I'm talking yeah. about
1: how much smoke I can put in this <laughs> motherfucker right here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yo, I'm like, That's all I'm doing, man. What happened? <laughs> I was like, what the <laughs> fuck charcoal? <laughs> That's what I, I, I but I got you.
3: No
1: no uh, but when I took when I took over <laughs> Japango, it was it was just it was hurting man. It was it was just it was just it's beat. an
0: opportunity for you to
1: shine. And it was a great opportunity, man, because yeah. I took over the establishment and I started doing and like I was super hesitant in the beginning because I had never done, you know, sushi before. Yeah. And the the and the restaurant was like split down the middle where we had like the hot food and then we had like the the sushi yes baby and we had the sushi and so because this guy had been like indoctored for so long he i don't know if he like he felt he was like the end all be all or he wasn't like really reaching out to other cooks but like when i got in there i just like dude i started asking people I was, like what do you want to like what do you want to make like what do you want mm. like what fish do you want like because like dude you gotta, you gotta you gotta put your aces in your places you gotta bring people up you gotta build that's what I'm saying. It's like when
0: when you have people onto your team in your team that want creative freedom and they're unable to express it, they're gonna it's, they're gonna want to leave, right? Man. So like, how do you but dude, that's involve why
1: involve them in the pro. You you want do you let you, them? in? you have to nurture them and you yes. ha- and you have to. You, you give them a project, and is you. You let them make their own project. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like, that's why, like, the people that leave the French Laundry are so successful. That's why people that leave Alinea are so successful. That's yeah. why people that leave, like, the Izzard, like, Stephanie Izzard's fucking empire
2: yeah. are so successful.
3: Because yeah. she's
1: just,
2: like...
3: Yeah, get at it,
2: bro. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's that, like, if you care about it so much, go fucking make something of it,
1: dude. There's this kid who's like fucking like twenty, who just like won like the uh, the the girl and the goat like wow. Iron Chef, wow. and he was doing like beat heart and fucking dude is not classically trained. He has just been working in right, Stephanie Izard's right, right, fucking right, kitchen
0: for right. last. he has been like, absorbing everything. Yeah, yeah man, yeah. and this
1: dude fucking killed it. Wow. So that, but that's like building cultures and building people that's what you have to do but you got to get the right people though too you got to get people that will absorb it people like yo know, like the four of us like people who want to do those things no softies yeah and basically and not only that like you get people who are just like yo like i'm just trying to make my 1250 and i'm just trying to pay And you'll handle those people and, yeah. it, and it's cool and, it, and it's dope and like you need those fucking people yeah. to that. You to just put them in the proper role aces in their places they right, right, like, right, 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 can still be an ace but in their yeah. place yeah, I, man, I yeah, totally get yeah. that in 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 uh, in, uh, in Kentucky there was this lady Charmaine Dude, she was like 65 and all she did was fucking make grits right. and flip eggs right, but damn. I fucking tell you what not one of those eggs were fucking overcooked yeah. and those grits were the same all fucking four years I was there Every yo, fucking that day, me. they were the same fucking grits, man. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of a book that I just read. They were fucking great.
2: Uh, so there's this guy uh, named Daigo, Daigo Imahara, and he's basically like the first competitive video gamer. So he was like big in the Street Fighter scene. when Back it first in the became, day, yeah, like Street Fighter yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. And uh, there's this crazy video of him like executing this like just impossible move. And he does That's legendary, right? And he was like, yo, I was watching. He, this is him saying this. He was watching this uh, interview with this lady in Japan who was making dumplings. And, you know, Japan has like an old con- you know, like oh, an man. old culture. That old. That. So her family legit has been making dumplings in the same restaurant for 500 years. Holy I call shit.
1: it that old boy shit, dude. Dude. <laughs> it's 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 old boy shit. She's,
2: she's legit holding down the family recipe for 500 years of making dumplings and they go and they ask her what's the hardest part of your job and she's like making sure that the dumplings taste the same every fucking day oh man she's like every day i have to make the same dumpling taste the same way
1: and no bullshit like leading off of that and like talking about like san diego and the place i took over so I walked in there right, and dude, these guys looked at me like I was fucking like insane. And like at that point, I've been to enough places and I knew what I was doing. So like I walked in, I had like a notepad, and I just, I, dude, the first like week, I just stood in the corner, just like taking notes, just like you know, not they really hate like it when you do that I of know, your stance. I hate it when you yeah, do that. yeah, 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 and just like not really like you know, like not really talking to a lot of people. Like yeah, interacting. You know, like I, I, I was brought in, I was introduced. Like you know, like obviously I don't look <laughs> the fucking the great. part. I look like a fucking homeless person for real, and so. I was just taking notes and just like notes about people, yeah. and that's and that's where like you know yeah. that's where you. Find, that's all the notes. Yeah, that's all wh- people. Because you know that salmon is gonna be the same salmon next week. Yeah. That fucking like you know that bochon is gonna be the same bochon the next week. That scallion is gonna taste the same. I mean, you know, with the seasons, but but it's it's all relative. But you know, it's fucking different every single fucking day. Is those people, mm-hmm. and if those people have a bad day, mm-hmm. or if those people are fighting with their wives or their spouses, or and it comes from the same place with me and Ilani and Anna, you know, it it it'll change the taste of your food.
3: Mm-hmm. It'll mm-hmm.
1: change the mm-hmm. passion that goes into your food. Yeah, and that's the thing. Consistency is literally the number one thing. Mm-hmm. You ask any chef. You ask any person. You ask anyone that's passionate about food. Consistency will become. Yeah the first thing mm. because if you can't yeah everyone makes good food but can you do that 365 days a year
3: mm. yeah
1: can you make the same dumpling
3: exactly for 500
1: yeah. in years yeah it's so funny like Not a lot of people can <laughs>
2: when, when when i was a a, a trainer at uh, a really popular cafe like the second largest cafe here mm-hmm. in chicago that was my job before i left and started my own company You could tell who was steaming the milk properly for the cappuccino. Based on the sound, right? By listening. By listening, yeah. And I can only hear out of one ear. Wow. Okay? Okay. And I'm like, one ear, gang? (laughs) 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 Oh, And I'm walking by, cause like, yo, they fucking, and in some ways, they hated me, cause I was, I was fresh out of next. And you would give them shit, dude. I yelled at someone oh. the second yeah, day, dude. and they were like, "You can't do that here." And I'm like, "What do you mean I can't do that here? What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> cool. But in any case, obviously, though,
1: y'all never met Granite Cats, dude. <laughs> <laughs> <in that
2: way. laughs> yo, sitting in on a meeting with him, that fuck, was a whole, dude. dude that I, guy's a shogun.
1: I don't, I, I think that's real shit he's a shogun like I, I i
2: came to that conclusion when i sat in with a meeting with him i was like oh i get it he's a I'd shogun have, i'd have a panic attack like dude. if i had to like
1: sit across from him he, like I would, i'm not I'd, even gonna I'd, say never mind i would fucking have yeah that. like dude but, and, and you don't have to share that dude. no dude, like, we'll, dude we'll, talk like, off, we'll talk about it off we'll talk about off uh off air because that's real shit man like dude dude i respect when, that guy so much when you sit he's a g and like when you, and when you sit in you know like reaching distance of greatness like their hat like dude it's, it's just there there's just like there it's just it's like, there, it, it's just there it's man there. and like not that like jake's won three mission of stars and stuff but like when i'm in jake's presence whatever he's done in his past or whatever at stoneflower you know like dude just watching how he treats ingredients or how he looks at stuff and i remember like i showed up and i was like you know you want to be that guy and I'd be like okay can you show me like can you show me the menu can you, like you know where are you sourcing everything he's like no i don't, I don't write menus I was just just, (laughs) he fucking got you. I was just like the fuck. I'm like well, and like you know my fat, my dumbass. I wanted to be like you know like oh so like where are you sourcing these ingredients? He's like, I I live in fucking Chicago. I can get whatever the fuck I want.
2: And I was like, dude. He called all your blogs. Oh dude, all my he bullshit. Cuz you're trying to you, his ass. Yeah, cuz you want to show up. You want to be ass. that
1: guy. You want to be like, "Oh, where are these ingredients?" He's like, I "What like the fuck? Are you talking where are you getting about? these chestnuts?" And, and he's it. like, he's like,
2: "Wherever the fuck I want. That's he, where I'm getting them yeah, from." Yeah, he's like,
1: like, "Wherever the fuck they're fresh right now." Yeah. I'm like, "I live in Chicago." <laughs> like, yeah. "What the fuck, man?" Dude, I love it. <laughs> because I came out of I mean, I came out of San Diego like going back to like the story before when I got into San Diego. I took like the sushi head like by fucking force, man, cuz I didn't I didn't know shit i didn't know nothing but i bought the knives i fucking i did the thing and like my first week i just sat there and just like wrote notes and I just did the fucking thing and then the following week I had my days off because we were closed every sunday god i wish i could find a fucking job like that again um but i showed up that next monday and then like i, I remember like pointing out the strong people and literally watched him do prep work from like the corner everyone thought i was just gonna stand on the corner again and i remember this lady pay was doing prep work and you know i just rolled up behind her and i'm like why are you doing that and she was just like, what? what, what you talk-? I'm like, why are you pulling the pin bones out on the left-hand side with your right hand and then, then pulling them out on the right-hand side with Switching your right hand? Switching hands every time? Yeah, and I was yeah. just, I was like. That's a waste of time. I was like, why? She's like, well, if you pull it this, well, and at first she was just like, oh, it's just, you know how I was talking, I'm like, no, like, nah, dude, like, why, like, why, like, why, 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 tell me why. And, and she was like, no, like, I pull them this way because if you keep going back and forth, it creates a level flesh where you pull the pin bones from and when you're doing a whitefish like, like, uh, like, uh, uh what's the f- God, man, I've been out of the sushi game for so long. Um, albacore. Madai? I know it's it an H. Fuck. Like, hamachi? I'm, yes. Hamachi. Oh and, and, and we sold a lot of hamachi in San Diego because we used to get it fresh off the boats.
2: She's pulling, so she's pulling a hamachi bone in two directions?
1: Yeah. Each, and, well, every other pin bone. She's, Every other pinball, yeah. she's
2: going left, right, but or she, right, left.
1: But she's going as fast as the dude next to her, Justin, who's just pulling him, like, one way. Oh! But, wow. but She's putting the... But Justin's flesh looks all like... Which, in any... Which, literally, any other place on the face of the planet... Is, it wouldn't matter. It's great. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. But Pay's was just like... Glass, Glass. wow, dude! That moment—that's when I just like scooped her up, and I was just like, "Hey, hey!" And every time I—and there was this other guy, John. There's other this guy, Solomon. These people that you just like—people who weren't being highlighted and people weren't being like asked the questions that they needed to be, like for last like 25 years. And Pay was a little bit more like having a single mother, having a daughter, having a wife, and stuff. The guy before me, Jerry, because like women aren't supposed to be sushi chefs. Like that's like that's a like, tradition. That's yeah, an old yeah, never. A, yeah, seen it's that It's yeah, like a, a flat out
2: discrimination. Like if you think discrimination in America is bad, go to
3: Japan. Yeah. Nah, okay. It's, like if you think sexism bad, go to in China. America, yeah. Go to Japan. Yeah. Like Holy... that's and, real sexism. And
1: to make it a kicker, even more, she was Korean. Oh. Yeah, dude. It was it was it was a really fucking weird thing. So like, I saw that. And I saw everyone else's work. And, like, everyone else's work was great. But the fact that, like, Pei did that. Attention to detail. Was fucking mind-numbing. Something that I wouldn't even, like, and I'm supposed to be these guys. I'm supposed to be the fucking boss. And I was just like, I would have never thought of that. Because, like, dude, her filet. And then she, when she started cutting into it. And making the cuts for the hamachi for, like, you know, the sashimi. And for, like, the sushi and stuff. Were fucking immaculate. Mm. And like, come and to find she was doing it in the same amount of time. That's crazy. Faster. Asked her, man. Because she was just about it, man. Like, you get those people who are about their shit, you know? Yeah. And so, that's when I started was just, like, you know, I started tapping that fucking, that thread. And come to find out, you know, like, Jerry, like, didn't want to, whether he was sex, or not, he, he just never, like, tapped into it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I started asking. His loss. I, and I started asking paid questions. I'm like, well, so what do you got, like, you know, what do you want? And we started doing this, we had pre-shifts, which you know, had never happened before. I was like, yo, like, what does everyone want? And I was just like, what the fuck? I was like, no, like, what do you guys want to, like, what do you guys want to work with? What do you guys want to fucking do? Like, what do you, like, right. and, I, and I pitched it to them the same way I'm pitching, it you know, like, like, like funny, like there is a, we're, we're literally using, you know, highest dollar right now.
3: Right. So why not? You have
2: to, yeah. And that's like, that's an unspoken kind of thing of the, In the industry water. is like when you're getting bankrolled. That's where the magic happens. Yeah, man. Because it's like, yo. You can be experimental. Here's the thing. So, and and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. The differentiator, if you're on that dollar, if you're on that long dollar, is the people who decide like, oh, go ahead and eat out and do bullshit. And then just like give us a receipt and then we'll cash you out on that. Just like fuck around on the dollar versus people who are like, yo, let's put you to something that you actually want to fucking do. And it's gonna be on the dollar but you have to actually do something with it right and that's the differentiator between like what fucking moves and what doesn't it can't mm. just
1: be fucking fluff man it, exactly it, it can't it, like you got to come back with something out of it because it's like
2: people will put investment into like culinary like and they're like artistic because at the end of the day a chef is an artist you know like in their soul they're an artist man. that's why there's a razor edge between fucking going pro and, and just being a skid row yeah because it's the same shit it's the same shit that like makes artists like fucking junkies it's exactly. the same spirit
1: you need that you need that high you, you want that like high cause like dude the
2: they're aesthetic people
1: absolutely and the, and that's why like you know that's why I started smoking meats that's why I started going to Stoneflower, because the high I get from people being like fuck dude like Yo, this is the best brisket I've ever had in my fucking life. Mm. This is the best fucking pork belly. This is the best ribs I've ever. They're chasing
2: beauty. Yeah, man. That's it, man. That's it. They're just chasing beauty.
1: And when I do it at the Hyatt, I'm doing that, but for like four thousand people. So out of that four thousand people, like yeah, one. But they're faceless, undone. And my GM in Kentucky put that to like put nose to fucking grindstone one day where like you know we were going through like a tough time. We were getting like some bad reviews and like medallion and that kind of shit and so we had a meeting and she was like yo you need to tell them to get their shit together I was like, what? I was like well, what the fuck you want me and this was like when I was like on my cusp I was like we're just fucking doing what we can we're like cause after I got like that that article and stuff like our, our like we were doing double amount of covers that we had done before and mm-hmm. I was just like yo we're just trying to fuck get through the nights like yeah. I need I need more staff and then you get into FTEs and they you won't know. let you raise the price yeah blah, blah. yeah yeah there's there's so like, many it's yeah. an easy way to deal with that you just raise the fucking price because like you said because there's someone in the back who's like dumping millions of dollars into like all this shit and they just like they like, don't give nah, a fuck yeah, we're just like nah and it's nah. like and they don't care about your creativity they don't they care, don't care about nothing. A about, a no. No. but so, like
2: there's like these little hacks you have to create in-house yeah to capitalize off the fact that they don't give a fuck but they're bankrolling it
1: and the exactly I mean yeah exactly and the one thing my GM told me she's like you know this is what you need to go to fucking tell them and she was a psycho she was a micromanager she was a BITCH she was just not she lived in her own at that time in that place in Louisville she just like ran her own little fucking world and she was an awful person but she she probably got it done though but I wouldn't be the chef I would I I wouldn't be the chef I am today if it wasn't for her but she sat me down and was just like look like you need to explain to them this is your job right Everyone shows up, whether you do coffee, whether you do fucking EMT, whether you do whatever you do. You show up, it's eight hours, you just crunch those numbers. You just turn it over, you just turn over. Every person that sits down at that table is their first time at that table. Every person that sits down to have that fried chicken or have that salmon or have that pork chop, that's their first time for that pork chop. You have, I don't give a fuck if you've done a million pork chops. I don't give a fuck if you've fried a million pounds of chicken. This is their first time. Make it their first time. Mm. Let them mm. have that first time. Yeah, I get it's your job, and if you don't like it, then go fucking flip the garbage cans. Dump. She always used to say that too. Where it was like there's a better way to go about that though. You know? I know. Well, but, I mean, but uh, I
2: don't give a fuck. Like in the in the chef industry, like I don't give a fuck is the five most important words. Like same, as soon I mean, as someone says I don't give a fuck, you know like some with, real shit. That it's, comes real, it's, real, sure.
3: it's real. It's real. It's real knowledge. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. A paramedic has gone through millions of. Chest pains. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but it's that first person's heart attack. You know, it's right, like, right, right. Yeah. It's, just,
1: it, it's that's and that that is the truth. But like with food, it's a little bit more intimate. Like it's it's someone's first dinner, it's someone's right. date, it's someone's right. you know anniversary. wedding anniversary, yeah, right, it's right, someone's right, right. birthday, and right. you gotta remember that man. And when you and when you do it, and when it's a job. You don't want to lose that passion Because like yeah Everyone wants to fucking be Granite Cast So you, what, what you if, if you don't think
0: Granite Cast is fucking burned out What if you made a round through the tables
1: What if you're like Hey oh, well, how's
0: it going You know how's your meal And things like that and
1: So I started well, And like I always keep harping back to like Louisville But like what I started doing Like if shit came back bad Like so like say like you know We sounded like a New York strip And it was supposed to be medium rare, it comes out medium. I started saying the cookout Go apologize Go tell them you're sorry Woo <laughs> Be accountable for your mistake. <laughs> Holy shit! Cause why not? And you know what? The cook that I used to do that shit too. He's down at his ex Sue at the fucking Omni in Louisville. Oh. And few of them came out medium, like Fuck yeah. as as just a result. Oh, dude! After that, and then we had this. I had this kid, Bryce-y, um out. Of, I don't even know what that was. Fucking real name. He was. He was a. He was a. Not a stodged. He was a. Uh, kids from overseas uh, international yes he was he, but he was a stu- foreign buddy. exchange foreign ex- uh foreign. yeah but he was he was like a uh fuck dude I don't, I don't know why the fuck i can't think of it he was he was from the philippines okay and he came over to do like uh not, it wasn't a stage, it was like internship Intern. internship ah. internship at american hotels and like he just so happened to choose like fucking culinary as his like his like his focus like i'm i felt so fucking bad for he him. ran through the ringer like oh dude i put that kid through the fucking ringer and now he's a fucking sous chef at dude. like that vanilla hotel that has like seven thousand rooms Whoa, and man. he and he runs the fine dining place and i mean that's
2: the moral of the story it's like dude you get what you fucking put you're in. you're leaving like, a legacy though yeah it's i'm like and like
1: dude you you leave those like you leave those little drops man you just seats. yeah you just like you just fucking let those people like do their thing because i tell you what a hundred of my other cooks are all fucking terrible you know they're all fucking awful but it's those it's those cultures and those things because i was so sick of going out to those tables and like explaining shit for shit it's that not wasn't, your fault
3: it is well ah, man it isn't not, it that's isn't that's it's like, like dude the you know? moment
1: because like i said like i don't want to fucking hear you say that's not my job it's it not my fault thing. that's why he's i he's thought doing it tasted, what he has to do i thought it tasted good i swear to god if one more motherfucker tells me that to my face i'm gonna slap him across their mouth it's because like you go, I'm I not don't paying care. You to think I'm paying you care. to fucking cook. I don't care. I <laughs> don't <laughs> <You laughs> you know? care if you think it tastes yeah, good. It's not what about what you think. Because I used to say that shit all the time. Yeah. I used to say that fucking all, this shit all the time. But like that kid, Evaristo, man, like dude, he's like, he's the exact too at the fucking Omni now, yeah. man. And like, I remember telling that kid, like, no, you go apologize to that person. I mean, he ain't paying. We're gonna fucking comp we're probably gonna comp his whole fucking meal. But you fucked up his night, so you need to go apologize to wow. him. Because that's what you miss about good being. For a, a pl- it, good it, it, for you. That's the long term win.
2: And good for you. That's the thing about it. That short-term loss. Yeah, they'll remember that. That's the long term win. Unforgettable. That's how you win long term. Unforgettable. But you
1: gotta you gotta build those structures, man. You gotta impart in the, cause not everyone's gonna get a, a classical training. Not everyone's gonna get Michelin Star, you know, not everyone's gonna get to work next to Granite Katz and Jacob Bellhop and stuff, you have to build. A, if they're passionate, and you see it. Why not bring them up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the time, they're gonna feel like you're fucking like the, the redhead ch- stepchild. Yeah. And I rode him way harder than the rest of the cooks because I because you knew you I saw saw potential. the fucking passion, man. Right, right. And right, I right, saw, right, and right. he's got a kid now, and he's doing fucking great. And it's just like fuck, man. But like, I will never forget sending him out to fucking apologize to people for over. Good for sake. you. Because we went through a fu- man, dude. We went through a phase where people. Him and Bryce were just fucking overcooking steaks. Overcooking steaks. Yep. And it was full. Of, and not gonna lie, we had a fucking shitty setup where it was like a broiler and then we had a flat top and that was it. It was like, but it was built as one and the broil would come out and all you had was over it, but the broil would heat the fucking flat top. So if yeah. like you had shit in the broiler, it would take, like, it was just, it was a fuck It situ- was like, yeah, yeah. It was, it a was fuck like situation. a heat sink. I'm pausing. I used to tell people. going You're good. I used to tell people like, fuck man, like you, you're just fucking like why don't we have a normal grill? Like, why can't we fucking have a normal grill? And they're just like, oh no, Man, we, we just don't. We just don't.
2: I mean, dude, <laughs> when I worked at Next, we had a door that slammed intentionally in the kitchen. Dude, I, I didn't realize it was intentional until I fucking got with the program. So, the first day, I came in for my stage. Uh-huh. I come into the kitchen. Door slams behind me. Boom! And I'm just like, fuck, everyone in the kitchen looks at me. Like, why the fuck are you making all that noise? And I'm like, yo, the door fucking slammed itself. And they're like, shut the fuck up, basically. I go... Dude. Dude. No, no, keep going. Keep going. Yeah. So it became that's this real thing. Shit, though. Dude, real. it became this thing where honestly, like, you're going through and, and you got to run up and down stairs and shit, right? Dude, especially at that place because that's Dude. fucking built yeah. in. You got to run up and down the stairs. I, I remember one day I fucking sprinted up the stairs and as I'm sprinting, Chef Ackets opens the door, the back door, and I'm fucking sprinting full speed up the stairs. And when he opens the door and looks me in the eyes, I, the only thing going through my head is I'm so fucking happy that I was sprinting Full speed when he saw me.
1: That's real. I mean, that's real. That dude. That's that's real shit, though. I mean, because you know? like you don't want to look anything less. Like, if I don't want to be sauntering. You gotta understand, like that is the only three Michelin star ch- restaurant in Chicago right yeah. now. Yeah. So if you are not dumping every single fucking molecule yourself into that, he won't want you there. He will. He, he doesn't want you fucking part of that team. He will chop you to pieces oh, in front man. of everybody. I know. I know. I know. Cause I, I've read his. Yeah. On the biography yeah, a million times. But that's what it is, you know. That's, and that's just like I mean, you're welcome
2: to leave though. Absolutely. At, at, any time, time, though, at any time, at any time. at the same time though, the benefits were incredible.
1: I know. The pay was really good. Dude, the Linear Group does great things for the cooks. Dude, for real. Not only for that, fucking wrong. Like
2: they are just on top of everything, and then the fucking parties they threw, like, were crazy. Yeah, like, that's, dude. you know, like the, the the holiday parties were amazing. Like, man, I knew I, I knew
1: you loved coffee, man. But I didn't know you fucking were part of the fucking. Bro, I got. I was. I was. Group. I was
2: adopted into that world, like, God, man. I wasn't even planning on being there, but the opportunity popped up, and I was like, fuck, man, this is a real chance to nut up, like, cause I come here and I feel completely inadequate, so it's time for me to just fucking do it, and I was like, I love that inadequacy that they make me feel, they make me feel like I'm a piece of shit, and I'm gonna just go in there and just show them all
1: what's what's up, man, But like But like I said, it doesn't always have to be like that.
2: Anymore. It is what it is, man, you know, I, I just fucking, you know. That's how I like to do it, so. <laughs> I didn't realize it was already fucking cool. six. Buddy. It's six, you motherfuckers. Bro. All right,
0: we're going to wrap Yo, it up. Yo, it's been three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dude. and
2: that's, like, after. <laughs> Yo, I think
0: Longest thing- interview ever. I am- this thing turns into a
2: pumpkin, so we got to get up out of here before it rains, actually. Oh, shit. Because
1: it, 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 it may rain. Yeah, well, like I, like I told you, though, I was like. Dude, you're going to have to, like, do, like, I'm the i, I on the show.
0: I don't, I love the flow, you know?
1: Outro? You got an outro for us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, thank you guys for paying attention. Um, stay curious. Aloha. Um, where can we find you, Logan? Um,
1: you can find me at Zef underscore Hawaiian on Instagram. Okay. And that's basically
0: the only thing I do. Cool. Really? Okay. All right. Well, well, guys, thank you for staying tuned. We'll uh, catch you in the next episode.
1: Um, Once again, thank you so much for having me, and thank you for coming over, and thank you for taking the time out of your day, and, Thank really you. appreciate it. Yeah, it's been fun. It's very oh, yeah. far and in between that you can uh, get your story out there. Thanks, Neilani. You, you say bye. Say bye. To the- bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs>